0: We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging.
1: Overnight scores, expert comment and controversy on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
0: And good morning everyone, I'm Ray Thomas and welcome to the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Just four sleeps to go until the NRL season kicks off. Parramatta versus Storm, Thursday night at Combank. Can't wait for this. Good morning Dino. Another footy season finally upon us. The, The third test will start on Wednesday. Um... Not sure if I'm looking forward to that. re really, Australia and India, given we're getting absolutely hammered over there, but can't wait for the forty Thursday night. Good morning, Dino.
2: Yeah, good morning, Ray. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's come round quick, hasn't it, Ray? Mm. Para versus Melbourne. You'd think out there at Combank there'll be 30,000 squeezed into that amazing stadium and it's going to be a a wonderful night to kick off the season. But, as you say, Ray, Wednesday, I'm starting to dread every test over there mm. in India at the moment because things are unravelling daily.
0: Yeah, gee, that summer what we had, gee, wasn't that a bit of a false dawn now, given that South Africa and the West Indies just didn't measure up. We are struggling over there, and of course, the news came out in the last few days that Pat Cummins, the skipper, has had to come home, and that's really sad news, Re um, his family situation with his mother, and he won't be back for the third test. So I doubt he'll go back for the fourth test. Dina, of course, Josh Hazelwood's had to come home that nagging Achilles problems so he's just going to get himself ready now for the Ashes and meanwhile while as you said it's unraveling for Australia Baz Ball just goes from strength to strength. England are absolutely flying in New Zealand. Won the first test right on top in the second. Um, Harry Brooks another B100. Jay Root 153 not out. They had a 302 run stand. Um, New Zealand collapsing late yesterday. Uh, they're right on top at the moment, Basball Dino. Wow!
2: Yeah, I saw that they declared it eight for four three five down there at the Basin Reserve in Wellington, Ray. That's uh, four point nine nine and over. It's incredible! Yet yeah. again, they are changing the face of cricket. Mm. I will say this, Ray: mm. India has been an horrendous grind for the Australians. Mm. But one more win that guarantees us a place in the World Championship final, which I think. Is in June in England. Yep, we'll probably play India. We are like, like. How can li- we
0: win a, a test over there, Dino? We can't.
2: Well, we're likely to beat India at Lords. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Right, right now in those conditions, we mm. are on our knees. I get that. Mm. But you go to England, a fresh start. We get everyone fit again. Yeah, you know, it's what I'm yeah. trying to say. It's not all doom and gloom. I, I it is at mean, the moment, yeah. but we will bounce back. It's the Australian way. I just hope we can pick ourselves up. Take something from these last two tests. Mm. I'd even take a couple of draws, and then go to England with a bit of renewed spirit, and then aim for that big championship final in June.
0: I don't mind if we get beaten because India is so good, but long as there's some G and D about our, our um, you know, our defence when we're batting. You know, these batting collapses are woeful. Just show some guts and determination. Show the Aussie way as you put it. And fight for your wicket and fight for your country and fight for your team. That's what's been lacking. In that second test, we were in the box seat and effectively one session turned that whole test match around and then you just steamrolled us. They've got to try and get rid of these sessions when they lose six, seven, eight, nine wickets.
2: Well, as we discussed last week, can we get rid of the sweeping and reverse sweeping oh, for starters? That, that's a starting point. Mm. I spoke to Clarkie during the week, Michael Clark, and he mm. said, it's up to the batsmen. I suggested that surely there's some support staff, the 150 of them that go away, that has said to these <laughs> players, you know what, guys? It's a low, slow turning pitch. Do not sweep. It's not hard, Ray. It's not hard. An under sevens coach would mm. say that if you were playing on those pitches. I think they've been told to sweep.
0: I think they've been told to well, use reverse the idiot sweep. Well, who's telling them to sweep? Well, and, and soon as you lose a couple of wickets, don't you put it away? It, it, that session when we lost nine wickets was horrendous because batsmen kept sweeping and reverse sweeping. What happened to the old-fashioned get forward, smother the spin, bat pad close together? It's cricket 101, Dino.
2: It's the 2020 influence which has horrendous. crept in. So heavily into Test cricket. Mm. Twenty years ago, you wouldn't have been reverse oh. sweeping in a game of Test cricket.
0: You, you would lose your Test spot. If you did you that. would
2: lose your Test mm. spot, as you say, Ray. Straight bat, bat and pad together. Old school techniques, mm. but they worked. Yep. And Don't at the moment, Twenty Twenty is bringing some wonderful entertainment to that form of cricket. Mm. But is it heavily? I'm not going to say ruining, mm. but is it heavily influencing? Test cricket,
0: it, it is. is absolutely. Basball, you could say, is an extension of that. But what England are doing, they're playing with so much confidence, and they're just overwhelming their opposition. A couple of things about just on that last point, you know, with that third test, Starks back, Cameron Green is back, so that obviously we've lost Pat Cummins. That will help the balance. Of the team Warners come home, head opens. I'm still not. Convinced of that, I'd prefer him bat at five, but anyway, it's a, it's a better looking team with green. Whenever green's in that side, it improves the balance of the cricket side. So, look, it's going to be it, you're right if we can get out of this with two draws, or I can't see us winning a test match, do you know. Can you? No, not at the moment,
2: not with our confidence as mm. it is. Ray, I want to see this too. We should get on to rugby league because yes. it's about to start, but with mm. cricket, is – is wonderful. We're all lapping it up. Mm. But I still want to see the day when England has to bat out a day to save a test match against a world-class attack like Australia will have Mm. when we go to England after we've regrouped. Then I will look at England cricket or English cricket and say, okay, you are now genuine. But at the moment, it's all very flashy. It's all very flamboyant and it's working. Mm. But it does have the capacity to collapse spectacularly yep. against a good attack. Let's see how they go at home. If they can beat the Aussies, playing baseball. Old led to them.
0: And to be fair, on that point, um, that was that 302-run partnership between Brook and Root. Which, Apart from that, there was yeah, nothing. They, they, wickets fell pretty quickly. So it's a good point. But G.J. Root's batting more. Dina, let's get to the forty because I can't wait for Thursday. I can't wait for the season to start a bit later on. I'd love to get your top eight minor premiers, premiers in Delhi M. Winner, we'll get it off Zorb when he comes on, and also Buzz after nine o'clock. But I guess, you know, you've been there and done that so many times, but there's always that sense of anticipation about round one, the new season, and you still get the get the juices flowing for you, my friend?
2: Yeah, absolutely, Ray. That's why we love our jobs, and that's mm. why we love coming in here. We love to talk about the sport that we love, and we love passionately. Look, I, I can't find an obvious winner this year, Ray. I'll give you my top eight in Premiers later on, mm. but there's a lot of good teams in a cluster in that middle class. I think there's probably the the, the, the Bunnies, the Panthers, the Roosters in, in that top echelon. Mm. And then after that, there's a cluster of clubs who can win. There's always a club that comes from the outside, right, swoops
0: yep. and does damage. Who will that be? I guess That's la- the question. I guess last season we could say it was the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Yeah. Um, Cowboys and Sharks, I reckon potentially will be very hard to beat this year. We'll get to that later. Quick one on the Sharks. News broke yesterday at Nico Hines, uh, who's an absolute gun. We know that the running Galley M medal winner has a calf injury. Any update there for Sharks fans, Dino?
2: Yeah, I made a quick call last night, Ray. Look, at the moment, it's a minor calf injury. Uh, They still think he's a chance of round one, but minor calves uh, can result Mm. in an absence of one to three weeks. So, look, Would, you do risk have him? Would you li- risk him? Lingering symptoms, I wouldn't risk him. Yeah. Look, if it's one to three, I'd say take a day off, yeah. rest up, come back for round two, ready to go. He's too vital. But it's not ideal, but at the same time, Ray, it's not long-term, as was initially feared.
0: Yeah, Sharks take on the Rabbits on Saturday night. That's a huge game. Angus Crichton, some um, sad news during the week in relation to him, but he's getting the help he needs, Dino.
2: Yeah, he certainly is. He's a really nice bloke, Angus Crichton. There's mm. a lot of players you interview. He speaks really well, doesn't he? he does. speaks really well. There's a lot of players you interview that are you know, a bit rude or they don't want to be involved. But mm. Angus has always been polite. He's well-spoken. Yep. He, he's kind to the media. And look, he's going through some issues. His father says he's been diagnosed with uh, a bipolar disorder. Uh, there's no return date yet for yep. Angus Crichton. So look, it's just a matter of being patient. Hopefully Angus gets the care the love and the treatment that he needs, mm. and he'll be back. I'm sure he will be, Ray. It's a tough time, but his father did confirm during the week that he is quote unquote under the appropriate professional support and treatment. Yeah, we wish so him good the, luck to yeah, Angus yeah. Crichton.
0: We, we wish him well. Hope he's back on the footy field very, very soon. Do you know, is that Dragons Mudgy drama stormer a teacup?
2: I wrote a comment piece during the week. Right, look, it's a genuine news story. Okay, absolutely, I'm two not saying blokes, it's not. Yeah, yeah. two blokes did what they shouldn't have done. Mm. Out till 6am drinking and then causing a kerfuffle. Mm. But there were no punches thrown. There was nothing physical. Uh, I wrote during the week, let's all take a deep breath here, okay? Let's not pin them to the cross, so to speak. Yes, it wasn't a good look, but let's get our blood pressure down. Uh, you know, it wasn't a good look. We're talking about Zane Musgrove and Michaelie Ravalare. Right? Uh, buffed behaviour, I think St George, Illawarra, will look at sanctioning them. Mm-hmm. They'll discipline them, but they won't suspend them. I just hope they don't on. buckle yeah. St George under the pressure ah, mm-hmm. from that rotten PC mob who want to be outraged at everything. Yeah. Let's just calm down, suspend them. Yeah. You know what I'd do, Ray? I'd haul them in. I'd say, listen, boys, don't be buff heads, Pull your head in and go and give
0: 5000 each to your local charity. Something like that, yeah, and then move on. But for Dragons supporters, can I ask you about Brent Reed's column, our colleague, respected journo. He certainly left Dragons supporters thinking this is going to be a very, very long season for them. Dino, um, where are the Dragons at?
2: Oh, that's a good question, Ray. Look, I'd love to see St. George Lawara back in the top eight, but I can't see it at yeah. the moment. Look, Anthony Griffin's under pressure. He knows that. I mean, it's imperative they start well for Anthony Griffin's future. Mm. If they're naught from three or four, yeah. He's in trouble. He yeah. knows that. Hook's not silly. He's a good man mm. and he's a good coach. But is it working at the moment? Probably not. But just sacking the coach, Ray, it doesn't always fix the problem. No. no, It's an easy solution. It's good for the board in the eyes of the fans that they're doing something. But it's a big payout that you've got to pay someone else to come in. It's not always the answer. Mm. Maybe it's the players who have got to start to take a bit more responsibility and to follow Ben Hunt the tenacious little halfback that they've got a little bit more.
0: Yeah, whenever ben, ben Hunt's on the football He's field. He's a fighter, right? Yeah, St. George He's got a, a chance. He's a fighter. There's
2: others in that dragon side I don't see mm. a lot
0: of fight out of. Yeah, yeah. Hook can turn them around because Hook defensively is a good coach, so hopefully he can find it. I was watching the Fox um, League preview and uh, Cooper Cronk raised some good points about St. George's defence in and around the ruck and against South and the Charity Shield. They were exposed, you know, and I know it's – Cherry Shields, you know, a, a, a trial match essentially. But their defence in and around the ruck um, is a concern. They just don't cover those those small gaps quickly enough and all of a sudden they open up like a tin of sardines, don't they? Well, you wonder when St. George
2: Illawarra's last real good season was, Ray. And we're looking at, you know, mm. it's a fair while now. They're not one of those sides that's up the top down the bottom. They haven't been up the top for a yeah. long time.
0: Yeah.
2: Is it a culture problem? Mm. Is it a grassroots problem? Is it a juniors problem? I don't think it's any of those individually, Ray. I think it's a combination. Yeah. Ray, let's get on to some racing. Surround stakes yesterday. Gee, it was a big four-way go, wasn't it? It Sunshine and Paradise prevailed. Uh, in Paris, I should say, uh, prevailed through the middle.
0: Yeah, um, Group 1 racing back at Ranwick Dino, and it was terrific and you're right, that was a great four-horse finish for the surround stakes. Sunshine in Paris for Annabelle Nisham, her stable's going great guns at the moment, just edging out Ruthless Dame. The two favourites, In Secret and Zoo Gotcha, I think if if you're in their their camp, you can make excuses for both but less than a half-length covered them and that set it up then for the Chipping Norton stakes and I wrote a piece during the week, Dino, um, for the Daily Telegraph, that in my eyes, Animo was a champion. But everyone's entitled to their opinion, and some doubted he'd done enough. Well, if you're at Randwick yesterday, and/or if you've seen the replay of his win in the Chipping Norton, I think it ended the debate. He was simply outstanding, Dino.
2: You know more about racing than I will ever know, Ray. But why is there a debate? as to whether Animo is a champion. Uh,
0: you know what I think it is, Dino? I think we've been so spoiled by the likes of Winx and Black Gaviar who just kept putting picket fences together. We're sort of unfairly measuring horses against those two. In the last decade, they were freakish champions, but they're... I liked what Daniel O'Sullivan, I spoke to him during the week, and he said Animo has to keep winning this autumn, get the champion tag. And he's certainly entitled to his opinion. He's a a rating analyst and one of the best in the the nation. But he did raise a very good point. He said that the problem with having a great horse like a Winx and a Black Caviar, they are all-time greats. So we're comparing these current champions with these all-time greats. It's unfair. So he said maybe have two tiers. Have the all-time greats and they are few and far between, then have your champions. And what Animo has done this season, and indeed, throughout his career, I think he deserves to be called a champion now. But everyone's got their opinion, Dino, and that's what makes it such such a fascinating – that's what makes sports so fascinating.
2: Ray, you've covered racing for 35, Mm -hmm. 40-odd years. You know everything about racing. What, in your opinion, is the criteria
0: to be a champion? Yeah. I think longevity plays a huge role. Some horses don't get an opportunity to have long careers. So what they have to do in their short careers, usually their colts, is to just be spectacular winners and thrash their opposition. But other horses who come from behind in fields don't get that chance to win by a big margin. So... That the the post moves straight away for certain, like a Chitaka I thought was a champion, but he never never won by a big margins. He was always coming from last. Animo has won Group Ones at two, three, and now as a four-year-old. Godolphin could have retired him last year, and had a very valuable, appealing stallion prospect at stud. They've given him another season, and they've been rewarded. From he's now had um what is it seven starts... eight starts this season seven starts this season get it right for six wins. Um, five of those at Group 1 level. So he's been phenomenal. He'll go to the Ranbet most likely. We'll talk to James Cummings a little later on the show. He'll go to the Ranbet most likely next on Golden Slipper Day, then the Queen Elizabeth most likely, and then on to to Royal Ascot. But in terms of longevity and the fact that he has been at the top level since he started his career and he's won at the top level each season – He ticks the the main box for me in terms of the criteria for champion.
2: Ray, what else took your eye in Sydney and run us through the Blue Diamond in Melbourne?
0: Yeah, a couple of important golden super lead-ups in Sydney yesterday. Dino and Godolphins had a terrific run with their two-year-olds. Corniche came up from Melbourne and uh, he was just too professional for his rival. Shinzo was on the fence, didn't get a lot of galloping room, but he's definitely a horse to follow. But Corniche now secures his spot in the golden superfield. Shinzo may have to run again in the pango-pango and win that to get in. Lazago, um, we saw Huey Bowman back in Sydney, Dino, and he was terrific on Lazargo bringing Team Winks back together. Of course, Chris Waller trains at Philly, part owned by Debbie Kapitas, who was an owner of Winks, and Lazargo gets her spot into the golden Sip with that win yesterday. A couple others, Dino, I thought, um, in the uh, Guy Walter Stakes Hope in your heart, we'll talk to Kerry Park a little later. Gee, she's a good mare. Underrated, but... Every time she comes back, she seems to go to a new level. And think about it, was terrific in the Liverpool City Cup. He's now won six from seven, just goes from strength to strength. Three group ones in Sandown yesterday. Melbourne uh, in the Blue Diamond. Dino, little bros got the job done. Don Corleone for Team Snowden, perhaps a touch unlucky. In the futurity, how tough is alligator blood, Dino? He just, he just refuses to lie down. Too good for Mr. Brightside and I'm thunderstruck. And Uncommon James won the Oakley Plate. So, terrific racing all around Sydney and Melbourne yesterday.
2: Nice and passive in the racing world, right? But what about the golf world? Did you see the drama during the week about Sergio Garcia?
0: No, what happened there, mate? He blasts
2: Rory McElroy for immaturity. Quote, unquote, I think it's very sad uh, that we have done so many things together and had so many experiences that for him to throw that away because mm. Sergio's gone to live. Yep. Uh, just because I decided to go... To a different tour. It doesn't seem very mature, lacking maturity, really. I respect his choices, but it seems he doesn't respect the ones I make. So it's a one way street. Mm. Gee, live is dividing mm. world mm. golf. But and you know what? I, I agree with him, Ray. Mm. Whether you go to live or you don't, that is your individual decision. And I don't see why others should be so openly and publicly bitter about a decision that you have made for your future, your golf game, and your family.
0: Mm. There's a new show on Netflix, Dino. I don't know if you ever watched Drive to Survive about the Formula One, which was a behind-the-scenes look at. It's a great, um, compelling documentary. You don't have to love motor racing to enjoy it. There's a new one on Netflix called Full Swing, and it essentially covers the US PGA Tour as the live tour have started to divide the golf world last year. We're only about four episodes into it, but it is fantastic viewing. Dino, have you watched it?
2: I haven't seen Full it, mate, no. Swing.
0: Brilliant. So. If if you're not up to speed with live golf, start watching that and you'll get the full picture as to why, as Dino just reported, there's a real division in the golf game. Hey, Dino, our talk topic today, because I did want to mention this, a young, have you heard of Cameron Myers? I have. You have? What did he do? He (laughs) ran the
2: four-minute mile. You're a good man. The quickest... Ever, I think, right? Yeah, that for, right? A,
0: for a 16-year-old. He wow. went 3.55.44. It's absolutely staggering. It smashed the world record of the great, no, I hope I get his name right, Jacob Igabrigson. Wow. From Norway. Don't ask me to do that again. Come on, one more time. No, no. Come on. He's a Here Norwegian. Go. Yeah. Jacob. <laughs> he's a Norwegian. <laughs> he won the well, gold. Even cut that back. He won the gold in Tokyo. He's fantastic. And he's the best in the world right now. But um, our man, Cameron Myers, 16-year-old obviously smashed Jacob's world record by almost a second. It wasn't that long ago, Dino, you know, that Roger Bannister, 1954, was the first man to break the four-minute mile. Here's a young kid, 16 years of age, going 3.55.44. Which brings us to our talk topic, my friend. Teenage prodigies in sport. Love it. You got Inspired. You got one? You know what? Mm.
2: I thought long and hard about it. I'm going to go for the great Brad Fittler. I'll stick with mm. rugby league. Freddie debuted when he was at school as a 17 year old in 1989. I think it was a semi final under Ronnie Willie for Penrith at, at the SFS or mm. the old SFS. And I think it was only a year later. He was only 18, Ray, right? and he debuted. For New South Wales in origin, yeah. down there in Melbourne. What a player! So, it was always going to be a superstar, Freddie. Mm. The hardest part about prodigies, Ray, is that you can come in as a young star, but the longevity—that's what kills you—and the expectation. And Freddie did it right to the day he retired. Yeah.
0: Algo Sachin Tendulkar played his first Test match in November 1989 at the age of 16 wow. years and 205 days. Yeah. And he was not out of place. He only got 15, but everyone knew that this kid was just going to be a superstar. Ended up playing 200 test matches, Tino. Scored 15,920 run runs at an average of 53.78. What a player. One of the all-time great test cricketers, one of the all-time great batsmen.
2: If you had to put a number two to Bradman, would it be Tendulkar? He'd have to be very, yeah. very maybe Sober's, maybe Steve Smith. Depends, are, you asking, are you
0: asking batsman? Or are you asking player? Batsman. Okay. Maybe I'm biased. I'd probably put Steve Smith. Smith is think... averaging 61. Yeah, but Ten Dalker, what a player! And he did it over such a a long period. Talk about longevity. He is the epitome of that. And matey's as it said Dino at such a young age and want to play 200 test matches. That's our talk topic today. Teenage prodigies in sport. Call us on 135353. SMS 0419 Listening to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
3: The Putters Panel. Market at this stage has Disnech at $5. The horses that have run uh, haven't gone outstandingly by any stretch in the imagination. Disnech didn't go that bad in the golden gift and probably had a little bit more depth in this race here. Disney's clear. Race
4: experience to the four and the first. Disnech by a length and a half. The Putters Panel.
5: Friday morning, Racing HQ.
6: is everything
7: that's forward
6: sometimes footy camping trips hitting the beach and getting your hair done is everything
7: just a mullet thanks
6: so whenever footy is everything get the footy you want with ko whenever sport is everything
4: it's cheval grand cheval grand goes on and wins the japan cup
6: the
8: only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe first time every time is right here live and exclusive across the sky racing network
9: Mini money and flower. You're the chosen flower.
10: Introducing the striking Kia range. Crafted with sleek and distinctive cues, the new Kia range is the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance, and quality design. This is Kia.
11: Kia. Movement that inspires.
3: Now is the time to get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere for all your summer workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka and Steel Blue with a huge range of shirts, shorts, boots and high-vis. Plus, check out our lightweight workwear to keep you cool this summer. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop summer workwear shop.
4: IME plugs on Marine One and King of Sparta is trying to get a run towards the inside. Uncommon James and Aspura up the zoo style. It's kicking. Uncommon James in the middle. Uncommon James grabs Aspura, Uncommon James holding on and won the Oakley plate. Lofty strike up for second from Aspura, King
1: of Sparta. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
0: That was Uncommon James winning the Oakley plate, the closer at Sandown yesterday. Plenty of... Uh, highlights from racing to come in a second with our race replays. But a couple of SMSs there, Dino?
2: Yes, Stu uh, texts in, Ray. Morning, boys. I agree the mudgy uh, thing was a storm and a teacup, but it's not in isolation. These things keep happening at that club, and it's not a good look and speaks about what is going on there. Yes, Stu, that is hard to disagree with. Mm. Now, what about this, Ray? Mm. I think someone might be taking the mick out of us, but we'll read it anyway. Hey, boys, 76-year-old Ray here from Bondi Road. Simply saying, I always enjoy this Sunday morning show. Great flame and beauty. <laughs> so I don't think it's Ray Mar from Home and Away, but I'd like to think it is. Home and Away's back on, isn't it? It is Anna? back
0: on. that's. Yeah. It's, can't ring you at 7 o'clock every Monday. You know the rules,
2: Ray. I don't pick Monday up. Monday to
0: Thursday. You have Ray. Oh, oh, you've got an hour on Thursday, haven't? Hour you? Hour and a half. Hour and a half. So I could just write one day. <laughs> you know what, Ray? You were very, very polite. One night, you did ring, but you waited to an ad break. <laughs> <laughs> and I hung up within about thirty. So I let you go, do you know? And a couple of quick ones. Willow from Windsor. I think he's um, sort of summed up summed up all our feelings at the moment. Four more, four more sleeps, boys. Or six if you include a few afternoon naps during the week. Bring on this forty, boys. We're all ready, ready to go. Willow from Windsor, absolutely. And Michelle from Dubbo, guys. My. Likely teams who may swoop from the pack, as you put it, Dino, and make the NRL top eight this season are the Tigers and Manly.
2: And just very quickly before we get to the race replays, right, let's just get a couple out there for our talk topic to get it moving. Mm. Prodigies, Willow again. My team prodigy is the Swiss Miss, Martina Hingis. Wow. No name on this. Brian Lara, absolute genius. Strapper from Old Bar. Jeff Starling, a young kid that played what for Australia at
0: 17 and for Balmain. Went a 73 Kangaroo Tour, Jeff Starling. What a player And, he and was. Wayne
2: Tech's yeah. insane mind it was Dawn Fraser yeah. and Polly Text in saying Jennifer Capriati and Sonny Bill Williams. Jeez, so some good ones, they're piling they? in. Keep yeah. them coming.
0: Morning, Ray and Bulldogs. Super pumped for kickoff Thursday night to cheer on the mighty Eels for the season ahead. We've had a few roster changes, but I've got faith in BA Brad Arthur to get the job done. That's cheers from Wall from Scone. Brad Arthur will have on the show after nine o'clock for all those Parramatta fans. A lot to look forward to. I think the windows, uh, premiership window is still open for the Eels, Dino.
2: Yeah, it's a question I want to ask, Brad. Does he mm. believe
0: in premiership windows? Mm. And if so, is it still open? Exactly. I think it is. Yeah, I think so too. I'm trying to convince Tanya that's the case. Here we go. Race replays time. Hope in your heart. Gee, she's a good mare. First up, in the Guy Walter.
12: Mirror Vision in front by a half-two. Norwegian Bliss the outside, and she's sticking tough. Followed by Larkspur Run. More profits. Dynasty's down the outside. Mirror Vision is the leader. 2.50 up, but Norwegian Bliss just about on terms together with Larkspur Run and Hope in Your Heart angling into the clear. Larkspur Run takes the lead. Hope in Your Heart descends, though. Clear from more profits. Hope in Your Heart goes on with the guy, Walter. Hope in Your Heart too strong. Win it by three-quarters to Larkspur Run. I think Mustang Valley may have got a third just in...
0: Yeah, Yeunee might have been a bit unlucky there too, Dino, but all honours to hope in your heart. The sweet embrace stakes, the Winx connection was back. Lazargo races her way into the Golden Slipper
12: loving swings in front by link to the favorite skirt the law, followed by facile blanc to blanc. Empress of Wonder running on together with down the outside is Lazago with a good run. Skirt the law moved up, blanc to blanc's getting a gap between them. Here's a great finish. Blanc to blanc moved up, facile the inside, Lazago the outside. Oh, many hopes here. Lazago wide out from blanc to blanc. Facile fights on, Lazago with a head in front, Lazago wins it. Lazago took out the sweet embrace narrowly from facile, blanc to blanc. And August Bloom
0: yeah, she was good, Lizago, Um Blanc de Blanc, probably unlucky, had a wide run. Fasol very game. Had a, a, a text from one of our listeners about will if it has enough prize money to get in the Golden Slipper. I think Blanc de Blanc and Fasol both need to probably run again and win to get in now. It's Sunshine, in, um, but that filly, Lazargo straight into the Golden Slipper. On to Sunshine in Paris. We talk about great finishes. This was one of the surround stakes.
12: North Star last swings in front by a link to Cinderella Days. Zoo Gotcha moving up three wide in secret. Just a little bit cluttered up at the moment. Then Ruthless Dame as Cinderella Days moved up to take the lead. Zoo Gotcha giving chase. Now in secret goes back to the inside from Ruthless Dame sticking on well. It's Cinderella Day. Zoo Gotcha in secret winding up now. In secret takes the run to take the lead. Coming home hard again as Ruthless Dame the outsider. Oh, and through the middle sunshine in Paris. Here's a great four-way go. I'm really not sure. Ruthless Dame, Sunshine in Paris, Zoo Gotcha, and the favourite in Secret. and a tremendous four-way go, followed then by
0: Wolverine. Yeah, it was a tremendous four-way go, and it was Sunshine in Paris from Ruthless in Dame, uh, Ruthless Dame in Secret, and Zoo Gotcha. Nothing between those four. Chippy Norton stakes. This was more convincing. The big A, Animo.
12: Very good ground as they turn for home. It's night's order and Mawunga the outside. Fangirl has to go back to the inside. Animo lets loose now and he lets go with a big sprint in the middle of the track and the super stallion Animo races to the lead and kicked away from Mawunga. Fangirl and then came Laws of Indices but here's group win. Group one win. Number eight for the great Animo. Destroys them in the chipping Norton. Fangirl second. Mawunga brave in third followed by Laws of Indices.
0: He's exciting to watch and when he accelerated there in the straight, the crowd at Ramwick just roared. He is a massive draw card, Animo, wherever he goes. Group one racing in Melbourne yesterday at Sandown, the Blue Diamond Stakes, Little Bros for Ben and JD Hayes.
4: Arkansas Kid, Don Corleone, Dubonenko, and Sensical. It's the instructor with exploring, moving up on the outside, but still City's he's trying for a run on the inner and got chopped out. Then Extreme Threat, back behind them, Little Bros. Then Brave Halo's Alpha Car, Don Corleone, the instructor, with 150 to go, grabbed by Little Bros. Little Bros takes the lead from Arkansas Kid, Don Corleone. Little Bros, it's Hayes again. Little Bros, three quarters of a length. Second, Don Corleone from Arkansas Kid or Brave Halo.
0: Yeah, he might have been a touch unlucky, Don Corleone, but congratulations to Ben and J.D. Hayes winning with Little Bros. On to the futurity stakes. There might not be a tougher horse in the country than Alligator Blood.
4: Nugget joined by Alligator Blood, who's about to get going. They leave the fence. aegon has got a run. I'm Thunderstruck's only two lengths off them. Then Mr. Brightside. So it's Nugget, 300 metres to go. Joined by Alligator Blood, Aegon, and I'm Thunderstruck down the middle. Alligator Blood looking for a fifth group one. At the 150, lead three-quarters of a length from I'm Thunderstruck, who can't get there. Then Mr. Brightside, but the gate has done it again. Alligator Blood wins it by a length. Mr. Brightside, I'm Thunderstruck then got or Nugget.
0: That's three Group 1 wins for the season for Alligator Blood. He's just such a tough horse. Plenty of people want to have their say, Dino, you know, on the open line, and Norm is there. Norm, good morning. Morning, guys. How are you? Terrific. Norm, what do you got for us, mate?
13: Uh, mate, I've got the great Pele. The Pele, yeah. Uh, 17 years old, mate. I think he scored about
0: fourteen goals. Uh, yeah,
13: I yeah. think he played about 12 games.
0: You're just breaking yeah, up there, Norm. That, yeah. you're, you're just breaking up. But I think you're t- referring to Pelé in the 1958 World Cup as a 17-year-old when he ma- when he just announced to the world that, well, talk about an all-time great, Dino. You know, he's right up there, isn't he?
2: Could you imagine the pressure that Pelé played under in every single game? Yeah. It would have been suffocating. But it, absolutely suffocating. I don't think it bothered him. <laughs> it didn't, no, exactly. Here's another one from Ian. Is texting in too, mm. right? Hands down, Tiger Woods. Yeah. Those blokes, you know, they're playing at the elite level globally yeah so the pressure compared to an nr role player to those blokes
0: incredible 50 fold yeah no it was yeah tiger woods is in, in this um show full swing and um he made his comeback last year and just because he that leg He you nearly know, he died in that car accident you know and to see him come back it was about 15 months after the car accident for his first uspga tour event last year um Amazing scenes. What a, what a what a superstar he is.
2: Here's one you'll love, Ray. Marty texting, hey, guys. Darren Beedman won his first group one at 19.
0: Mm. Extraordinary. I, actually, I think he was 18. There you he go. won a Golden Slipper on Inspired in 1984. I'll stand corrected if I'm wrong, but I reckon he was 18 years old. John is here. John, good morning. Uh, morning, Ray. How are you, John? 18. Hey, John. Going well, mate. We have four sleeps to go to the footy, John, so... Really upbeat yeah, this yeah, morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
14: I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm happy break this morning, mate. I backed up Common Jones yesterday.
0: Oh, well done. Good on you, mate. Yeah, a...
14: yeah. Uh, just want to talk about the cricket, but before that, two prodigies I'd like to put up. One one's still going now, fellas, Patrick Cummins.
0: Yeah, yeah. He burst on the scene. Well, he was course, 18 in South Africa. And he was just dominating. And then he had that back injury. And he was out for what, about four years, I reckon, John?
14: Six years. And he Six was years.
0: He oh, robbed him of his seven, some of his best joined. years. But what a bowler! What a
14: bowler! Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and just quickly, Malcolm Johnson. I, I think was the first apprentice to win the Sydney
0: Premiership, wasn't he? He, he wasn't the first, but he was the first, um, he, he wrote a, he, first to make the rule change. I'll put it that down. I'll, I'll say that to you, John. Right. Um, he did write 107 winners as an apprentice one season. He was so dominant, they changed the rules. So Miracle Mal is a great mate. He still says they've changed the rules for Bradman, for Walter Lindrum, Farlap, and Miracle Mal Johnson. So he puts himself in pretty elite company, John. Yeah, yeah, for
14: sure. <laughs> just on the, Just on the Basball ball, fellas. Um Been watching England very closely. Obviously, we're Night of the Ashes. I, mm. I think we're talking about the coach probably a little bit over the top. I think it's more Ben Stokes.
0: I agree. That, yeah.
14: That's put this influence in England where they have this ability to change gears. If you watch that test that's going on in New Zealand at the moment, they were three for 21. And Joe Root came out and played normal cricket. Yeah. So they got into a situation where they can attack it. Boy, we, we've got our hands full going, trying to beat them this, this year, fellas,
8: because mm.
14: you've still got Johnny Bairstow and Jofra Archer to
2: add to that mm. team. It's funny, John. I look at it this way. Baz Ball is working at the moment mm. with that new style of cricket, which we discussed a few moments ago, yep. Ray, about the T20 influence. But when it goes horribly wrong, it goes horribly wrong. Mm. And Baz Ball could. Mm. There's no doubt that... You know, it's not infallible, Ray. Right. And if it goes wrong, you watch the English press turn on them. (laughs) It will happen for sure. Mm. Pollock from Balgala texts in, Ray, saying, Hi, guys, can you please explain what Baz Ball means? Baz Ball means, Pollock, the style that England cricket is playing under their new coach, Brendan McCullum. Whose nickname is? Whose nickname is Baz. So it's the style that he's brought in Mm. with Ben Stokes. They seem to complement each other nicely. They have the same ideals, the same theories. It's a very, very attacking style. Great for the game, and we love it. But it still could
0: crash and burn at any moment in my eyes. What about Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad? They've turned back the clock in this New Zealand tour. Both are going great and they'll be there for the Ashes later this year. We better take a quick break, Dino. Listen to Dino and Ray in a big sports breakfast weekend. The only place to catch
8: the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network.
15: There's a new place to get it all on tap. And it's in your pocket. The Tab app has live racing. Touchdowns. Downtowns. The beautiful game. Australia's biggest game. Our other biggest game. A bit of this this oh come on ref and this for racing and sport on tap download the tab app gamble responsibly gamblers help 1-800-858-858
1: if you want to experience the best racing action in the heart of australia our Springs, thoroughbreds is your number one destination get your team together and head to pioneer park for the very best that the red centre has to offer territory racing be part of it
5: need a forklift don't just get a forklift get a toyota forklift toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading toyota counterbalance forklifts legendary reliability and safety with cleaner greener electric options toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you it's all part of the toyota forklift advantage for more visit Handling.com.au. get a
16: toyota
17: Don't miss the 2023 Wellington Boot Carnival featuring two sensational days of racing. Friday, March 24, it's the gruelling Iron Horse. Then Sunday, March 26, the best country horses battle it out in the Wellington Cup for a place in the big dance. Plus all the colour and excitement of the $200,000 Wellington Boot with plenty of food to go options, plus fashions on the field. Tickets at 123 Ticks or at the gate. Visit wellingtonraceclub.com. Wellington Boot, the place to be. It's quite to Mashangwe, And she hits it hard. It's up to mid-off. It's a single and it won't be enough. The Tigers have won it. They've gone back-to-back. Can you believe that? They have gone back-to-back in the most dramatic circumstances. Look at the scenes out in the centre. They have pulled that out of the fire and I just do not know. What happened to the Scorpions? On Sky Sports
1: Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
0: Yeah, Welcome back to the show. That was Tasmania winning the WNCL one-day final last night. They scored 264 in their 50 overs. South Australia under the DLS had only 47 overs. I think they needed six off the final over, Dino. And Sarah Coit took four wickets and Tasmania won by one run. It was extraordinary stuff.
2: A lot of texts coming in about our teenage prodigies, right? Pete from Bow Desert, Morning Boys. What about Tim Brasher? I think he was playing yeah, while he was still at Look school. At yeah. Uh, another one here, no name. Ricky Ponting debuted for Tasmania at 17. Yeah. But I like this one from our mate Rod down there at Nara. Adam Ritson, 16, mm. when he debuted for the Sharks. He was a gun, Adam Ritson.
0: He was the next Arthur Beatson they were calling he him. He was going to be they? a superstar. Yeah.
2: From memory, and I could be corrected here. Got whacked high by Johnny Lomax one day. Yeah, Lomax right. got suspended, but because of the hit, Ritson went and got some scans, and they think they found something
0: uh, in You his, need an operation, didn't he, his brain, yeah, I think. Yeah. assisted
2: his brain, but and that basically ended what was going to be an unbelievable career. But yeah, terrific young kid, Adam Ritson, and yeah, yeah he
0: was going to be a gun. He was, yeah. I tell you, it is a gun, Dino. It's hope in your heart. She was outstanding yesterday, first up, in the guy Walter Stakes, and I think this win meant a lot to our next guest, trainer Kerry Parkers online. Kerry, good morning.
13: Good morning, Ryan.
0: Uh, congratulations, Kerry. And as you said yesterday, th- this win did mean a lot to you for a number of reasons, but um, mainly with for your association with Guy Walder and indeed um, the late Guy Walder and he, now his wife, Wendy.
13: Oh, exactly. You know, um, it, someone you're always looked up to was Guy, you know, champion trainer and a champion bloke.
0: mm Exactly. And you know, train a horse for Wendy too.
13: Yeah. Well, Wendy and of course Jamie with proven thoroughbreds. So, yeah. uh, absolutely breathed to have that, all that connection.
0: Exactly. She's, she is a gun, as I said, um, Kerry. And yesterday I was talking to Timmy Clark, the winning rider. And he said, if she's got something to chase, she'll pin her ears back and she'll run it down. Gee, she's game.
13: Yeah, she is. She's very tough. Um, you know, she's, well, when you go to the races there yesterday, they actually ran the quickest last 600. So yeah, uh, yeah. a good, determined effort, that's for sure.
2: Hey, Kerry, what are your autumn carnival plans now that the mayor has shown she's back in a big way? Mm. Yeah, well, I needed
13: to do that because I had, uh, you know, we're sort of looking at those group ones where she'll go to the Kilmore next start and uh, most likely three weeks into the Doncaster after that.
0: Yeah, she's such a good mare, Kerry, and she handles wet or dry tracks too. Um, probably doesn't want it too wet, but it looks like we might have a, a touch. Would carry a run of good weather now, and it, it, she showed yesterday she's going to be competitive in anything she runs in.
13: Yeah, I think that's the best thing about her. Like, uh, she's, she's just got a huge heart, huge determination. You know, mm. she, um, when she was angling for that gap there yesterday, I was, I was always pretty confident she was going to get it. it was, She's pretty determined, and I was she'll just shoulder out of here and yeah. uh, and that's how it planned. And once he, once he got clear air around her, well then I, well, I game over here. She just yeah. uh, hit the line really well.
0: Exactly. Hey, Kerry. While we've got you, is there an update on Think It Over? of course, was such a spectacular winner of the the Stakes uh, last year.
13: Ah, uh, yeah. He, he's progressed really well through all his rehab and everything. He's in the paddock at the moment, just having a nice little rest. Uh, you know. it's... A, They're they're sort of boxed, and a fair bit happens to him through all this rehab. So, quite happy to, you know, for him to be out having a holiday. And uh, with him, we'll aim up for a spring campaign. uh, That's, you know, fingers crossed, everything goes right for us there. Is he a good patient, Kerry? He's been really good. He's been really good, you know, like he's. uh, He's had to cope with a fair bit of ice and everything and uh no, he's he just goes. I think he knows you're helping him and he just deals really well.
0: Oh, that's that's great news. Hey, quickly, Kerry, for our listeners, you have got Moreska in at Queen Been today. Will will the mayor go down there and what do you think her chances are?
13: Yeah, no, she'll go down there. She's um just gotta come back in distance. She's just doing a bit wrong. She's just a bit aggressive in the races and just just um, come back to the nine hundred meters. Mm. You know, it's always tricky to come back in distance, but uh, I've just got to keep her in the pool a bit these last uh, sort of 10 days and just tried to keep her in a good frame of mind. And that um, looks a nice race for her. But, uh, you know, like I say, just that 900 metres, just that coming back in distance. But, you know, all, and all, all indications here at home, she's going well.
0: Fantastic. Hey, Kerry, the autumn started off in terrific style with Hope in Your Heart winning the Guy Walter at Group 2 level yesterday. Best of luck through the autumn, and I hope we're talking to you again soon. Excellent. Thanks, guys. There's Kerry Parker, trainer of Hope in Your Heart. Richie Callender joins us now. Richie, good morning. Kerry said something yesterday that the late guy Walter always referred to to Kerry Parker as racing's best kept secret. Um he's not anymore. This man can train. Good morning, Rich.
18: Yeah, no, uh good morning. Uh, good morning, Bulldog. Kerry Parker went away from that as soon as Started travelling business parts after thinking over <laughs> them, so he's not one of the he's not one of the battlers anymore. But uh, I hope I'm interviewing him after race two at Queenie in today race. Yeah, Maresca, very keen on it.
0: Oh, so you're down there for Sky Thoroughbred Central?
18: Yeah, ladies, I'll be working with uh, Graham White. I've uh, worked with Whitey for I think back in the 2 ky day. Oh, okay. <laughs> back in the uh, mid 90s, so looking forward to it now. Hasn't she uh, been a star? Yeah. Um, Kerry Park is as big a star as there is, but um, I'm on your boat, Ray. If you can't call NMO a champion, well, I think you're hard to please. Mm-hmm. It's like in any arena, whether it's rugby leagues, football, NFL, AFL. There's levels of stars, but yeah. you can still be a champion. There can be 30 champions, but you can still rank your champions all the way through. But eight group ones, he's a champion.
2: That is the debate we were discussing uh, earlier this morning, Rich, which you no doubt heard. Why do you believe Animo is a champion? Give us the, the, the reasons and, and the criteria in your eyes.
18: Well, I think Ray hit the nail on the head earlier. Longevity um, and versatility, I think, some uh, a wonderful thing. Like, I think yesterday, once said, oh, what an effort to come from where he is. I think that's where he's best suited. Mm. Written off the speed, written off the speed, and then he's got that brilliant turn of foot. But when it's a slowly run race, he's also got the ability to settle handy and then sprint. When you when they walk Bulldog, the margins can't be big yeah. because you're only going to run that little bit sectional. But when you're a champion, you still win. And that's what he was doing in the walking races. When he got speed on yesterday, crash bang wallet, he, he put them to the sword, put them to the sword very quickly.
0: He was excited.
18: Uh, he was a, he's a champion, and mm. uh, I think it's great that we're, we were able to see him in the years gone past particularly as a stallion, we wouldn't have really seen a horse like him this season.
0: Yeah, full marks to Godolphin for taking that gamble, Rich, and it certainly paid off. The horse has just gone from strength to strength this season. Fangirl was really good. Mawunga was good. So was Laws of Indices. I thought Montefilia. what a comeback run from her, Rich.
18: Yeah, great to see her back. I always love to see her a few times before we get carried away. But, again, yeah, look, she's hmm. a Group 1 winner. We know how good she is. So great to see her back on target. Fangirl... She deserves another couple of group ones. I'm not saying she would have eaten Enemo, and I don't think she would have. But at the top of the straight, if she'd just got that split when Karen wanted, she might have put three lengths, or at Mm. least two lengths, because she was a couple in front, and by the time she went back to the inside, Enemo was alongside her. But it just would have made for a little bit more exciting if she'd darted through and put two on on him. But, uh, look, he was still too good. He's a champ.
0: Annabel Neesham's doing great things, and this Philly Sunshine in Paris, effectively a first preparation. She's had a big opinion of her, and I think we're all starting to understand why now, Rich.
18: Yeah, another horse has got a wonderful turn of foot. And you heard, uh, or I'm not either heard, or I might have read it on one of your articles, Ray, that what Ryan Maloney said was, he reckons he was a length or two close at the start before, and we see that, and not being critical of jockey, but sometimes you want to be two lengths too close, Ryan Maloney said, I've had that ride, i come back, and that was enabled Sunshine in Paris to have that turn of speed, which he probably lacked the start before to really just zip.
16: Mm. If you can
18: just get comfortable. And it's hard to come back two lengths when you're in a good spot. But, geez, it was a wonderful ride. I think James McDonald and Hughie Bowman, James left the door a little ajar at about coming to the bend, which he didn't need to, but he did. And Hugh Bowman, like a top-class rider, he is he said, well, I'll try for it. James and Scudder, then they played jockeys <laughs> and they both got collared late.
0: So, yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, I
18: think Zugocha's got plenty of improvement to come. She was the one that had missed the run, so she's the one that's gonna
0: take benefit. Yeah, she was great. Just finally, Rich, what did you make of the golden slipper trial, so to speak, of Corniche in the skyline and Lazargo in the sweet embrace?
18: Well, I think Lazargo just confirmed that the, the, the English millennium form is the right form, yeah, isn't yeah, good it? Lazargo is terrific. Yeah. Um Blanc de Blanc didn't have a lot of luck in the race but um, look, um Lozago was good. In relation to the boys, Corniche was terrific. Oh, look the way the track played, Ray, I think it was very much momentum and three four off the inside. I think Shinzo was in the right wrong spot. But is he the type of horse that could run a week before the slip and then back up? I'm not convinced. I'll leave that to Chris uh, Waller if he likes to go that way. But it's certainly shown that Annabelle Need two year old learning to fly is the benchmark and is the one to beat come goal to slipper day. But Rose Hill, Ray, you've been mm. there many a times. The Barriers is going to play a huge part.
0: Absolutely.
2: So, Rich, if we all agree Animo is a champion, I need to ask you, do you think Ray is the Animo
0: oh, of racing he's media? On,
2: huh? He's kidding. Hey, Rich, you got a tip for no, no, a queen? No, 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 <laughs> I need an answer. Is that, he the Animo of racing media? Oh, he's
18: it. a good person, Ray. He's been around a long time. He knows what he's talking about. I respect his opinion. I've probably got him a neck behind Kenny.
0: Oh, gee, well, I'm in pretty good company there. <laughs> hey, Rich, thanks so much. Hey, Rich, you got a tip for us at Queanbeyanne? Yeah, I like Maresca in race two. Oh, there we go. Forget about all
18: your other junior prodigies. Just (laughs) go and look at Serena and Venus Williams and come back and talk to
0: them. Well done. Good on you, Rich. Hey, enjoy this afternoon. We'll watch you on Sky Thoroughbred Central. There's Richie Callender. Maresca, that's timely because we just had Kerry Parker on and he
11: gave the mayor a good push for Queen Queenbeyanne as well. Tanya's in studio with today's scratchings. Good morning, Tan. Morning, boys. Morning, everyone. Racing today in New South Wales is at Tamworth and, as we heard, Queen Queenbeyanne, and we'll have a quick look at the Sunshine Coast. Start with Tam. The weather is fine, the track is soft, five, the rail is true, and there are 23 scratchings. From race one, take number six, Gummagawax. Apologies if I've got that wrong. 7, Koja Ninja. 10, Sawn Off. And the Emergency, 15. 6, 7, 10 and 15. Race 2, number 1, Villa Tino. And 3, Olivia's Spirit. 1 and 3. From Race 3, number 8, Baku River. Number 8. Race 4, number 9, Elegant Poetis. And the and 13, Croatian Madam. 9 and 13. Race 5, takeout 3, Small Town. And the Emergency, 16. 3 and 16, Race 6, number 12, Alaski number 12. Race 7, take the emergencies 15 through to 20, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 and 20. And from race 8, number 4, Rebels Edge, 8, Armour Tree, 14, Sumptuary, emergencies 15 and 16, 4, 8, 14, 15 and 16 from race 8 at Tamworth. Bian, the weather is fine. The track are good for the rail. True and 19 scratchings. Race one, number three, three thumbs up. Five, Ginan and six, Hot Country. Also, 11, Love, Shuck. Three, five, six and 11. Race two, number three, Las Vegas Girl. Number three, race three, number five, Despointer and six, Gutery Five and six. Race four, number one, The Carpet Bagger. And three, Alpine King, one and three. From race five, number six, Majestic Lily, eight, Game Time and ten, Alares, six, eight and ten. Race six, number two, Dusty Rubble, five, Walk Up Start, 12, Impacting, Emergency 13, 2, 5, 12 and 13. And race seven, number three, Ultra Girl, nine, Ice on Fire and 11, Not So Wild. Three, nine and 11 from race seven at Queen B.M. And the Sunshine Coast today, the weather is fine. The track is soft six. The rail at nine metres the entire course. penetrometer 6.93. And so far as these are only updated, there are 27 scratchings. From race one, take number three, number three. Race two, numbers two, Five, seven, eight, eleven, two, five, seven, eight, eleven. From the third, take out five and seven. Five and seven. Race four numbers four, six, seven, eight, four, six, seven, eight. Race five one, three, ten, and thirteen. One, three, ten, and thirteen. From race six, take out numbers nine and eleven. Nine and eleven. Race seven seven and eleven. Seven and eleven. And race eight one. 3, 11, 15, 16, 18 and 19. 1, 3, 11, 15, 16, 18 and 19. So far from race 8 at the Sunshine Coast. Thanks, Tan. Tips today um, in Tamworth,
0: race 4, number 6, Snitzy. Race 6, number 11, Russian Standard. And in the country championships, qualifier, race 7, I like number one Akasawa. Greg Radley has made the trip up to Tamworth to cover the country championships qualifying day for Sky Thoroughbred Central. Queen Beanne today, race two, number two, no statement, into race six, number four, red redemption. Dino, miracles will happen. It's eight o'clock. We're right on time. Here's the news.
7: Hello, I'm Sarah Warmbay. A state memorial service will be held this afternoon to honour the life of Dame Olivia Newton-John. The service is being held at Hamer Hall in Melbourne with free public tickets fully allocated. Entertainment reporter Peter Ford says it has taken some time for all the family to agree to how the memorial will be conducted.
9: And Obviously more than six months down the track since Olivia passed, uh, there were delays in getting this right. Uh, it wasn't any delays from, from this. And in terms of funding it or agreeing to do it. That, that was all ready to go. It was just a case of having all the key family members on board and all on the same page.
7: The United Nations has been asked to investigate the conditions under which a U.S. pilot is being held in an Australian prison. Nikki Elliott has the details.
15: Former U.S. fighter pilot Daniel Duggan was arrested in the New South Wales town of Orange in October at the request of
11: American authorities. They accuse him of helping to train the Chinese military to fly jet fighters, but his lawyers say his treatment is inhuman and degrading. Mr Duggan is being held in a 2 by metre cell in Sydney's Silverwater Prison, where authorities have reportedly failed to segregate him from convicted prisoners and denied him adequate facilities to prepare his legal defence. Nikki
7: Elliott, Air News. More than 60% of people believe achieving the Australian dream of home ownership is unachievable for young people. It follows interest rates hitting a 10-year high with more rate rises expected this year. The data in the age shows nearly three-quarters of people aged 18 to 34 believe they'll never be able to own a home. The New South Wales Coalition is promising to reduce energy bills for residents of properties with embedded networks if re-elected. Sean Bendley reports.
19: It could save hundreds of dollars a year for those living in apartments, caravan parks and retirement villages where residents are locked into contracts with a single provider. Energy Minister Matt Keane says IPART would first review prices
4: before a cap is introduced at the end of the year.
20: We know that there are 150,000 people covered by embedded networks across New South Wales. Currently, they miss out on important consumer protections. They don't get retail competition when choosing their electricity prices and gas prices. They are not eligible for rebates. Sean Bindley,
7: Air News. G20 nation finance ministers have failed to agree on a joint closing statement at their meeting in India due to differences over the war in Ukraine. The BBC's Leila 2 reports.
15: India has been determined to use its presidency of the G20 to champion the needs of developing nations. Prime Minister Modi urged delegates to focus on the most vulnerable citizens of the world, but the conversation became dominated by divisions over the war in Ukraine. India has remained neutral on the conflict, but the UK and US Came to the meeting to reaffirm their support for Ukraine, to strongly condemn Russia and to push for economic sanctions. But Russian and Chinese delegations objected to any reference to the war being included in a final statement.
7: And two cases of bird flu are being investigated in Cambodia, with the World Health Organization working to determine if it's the first case of human-to-human transmission. This is AI News. The bitter pay dispute between the NRL and the players' Association appears over. The Telegraph is reporting the Code's first billion-dollar collective bargaining agreement will be signed off before the new season begins on Thursday night. Patrick Dangerfield will lead Geelong's Premiership Defence, named Captain of the Cats, for 2023. Tom Stewart will be his deputy after the pair were both vice-captains last season. Melbourne City have continued their dominance on top of the A-League men's ladder with a three to win over Sydney FC, wins also to the Wanderers and Western United. In the EPL, Arsenal remain on top of the ladder after a 1-0 win over Leicester. Manchester City has thrashed Bournemouth 4-1. Meantime, pressure looms over Chelsea FC manager Graham Potter as his team has slumped to 10th on the English Premier League ladder. With that pressure, Potter has revealed that death threats have been aimed towards his family, saying fans have crossed the line.
21: It's just uh, a throwaway line, I think. I, I, I don't give it any more weight than that, but it's, it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant for the family. You know, you accept the criticism, you accept, you know, if you lose a game. I wouldn't be the first person in, in, in
14: life where the line's been crossed.
7: And organisers of the Sale Grand Prix have announced the next round of the event will go ahead in Christchurch on March 18. Boats and sails were damaged in a freak storm in Sydney last weekend. Australian Independent Radio News.
5: This is Sky Sports Radio. Heard throughout New South Wales, including Casino, 87.6 FM, Murrarundi, 98.5 FM, Hilston, 87.6 FM, and Dubbo on 90.3 FM.
15: There's a new place to get it all on tap. And it's in your pocket. The Tab app has live racing, touchdowns, downtowns, the beautiful game. Australia's biggest game. Our other biggest game. A bit of this. This. Oh, come on, ref. And this. For racing and sport on tap, download the Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Gambler's help. 1-800-858-858.
6: Sometimes footy is everything. Six again! Sometimes footy, band practice, trips to the zoo and your nan's birthday is everything. Again. so whenever footy is everything get the footy you want with KO whenever sport is everything
17: and here is a champion cracksman
18: wins the champion in fantastic style
8: the only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe first time every time is right here live and exclusive across the sky racing network
5: Sky Sports Radio, number one in racing. Heard throughout the state, including West Wyalong on 87.6 FM, Holbrook on 99.3 FM, Foster on 93.5 FM, and Narooma on 106.9 FM.
17: HQ Insurance have exclusively teamed up with the world's leading insurance brand in Berkshire Hathaway to offer their clients more options, including reimbursement for post-mortem costs. Be sure, insure with HQ.
7: On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather.
0: Sydney today, mostly sunny, a top of 30. Melbourne, partly cloudy and 24. Brisbane, partly cloudy, but a top of 30 degrees as well. Nice and hot in Perth. Sunny Sunday, top of 35 degrees. Adelaide, partly cloudy and 24. Some showers about in Hobart, a top of 20 degrees there. Darwin, some rain, top of 28 in Darwin. And Canberra, mostly sunny and 30 degrees.
5: So Right Have a look at him move!
22: He's playing darts. Everyone else is playing golf.
5: Heads
4: down the leg and they've got their man. He's brave. He's strong. He wins the derby. And the best team in baseball
5: wins it all. Everyone on their feet. Stuck a boyhood dream. Listen to that crowd roar.
1: And now, Overnight Scores, expert comment and controversy on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
0: And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Second hour coming up. Peter Peters will join us shortly, a little later in this hour. Godolphin trainer James Cummings. The league super quiz, is it 2 0 Dino? It, it is 2 0. I think like Wayne has texted in. So Okay, thanks it's Wayne.
2: started yeah. off this year as it ended last year. Mm. You know what that means, don't you? Means what? Means the gloves are off.
0: Oh. oh, no, there was some banter on, on there Facebook. Was, some last, last was it Facebook? With Twitter last night? Mm. Yeah, Fitzy was chiming in. He was just saying a luncheon or something. And you were saying a certain brew, which you gave me last year. Which...
2: Well, I love how the luncheon's at Winston Hills, which I need a passport to get to. <laughs> Can we at least go somewhere in the middle? Do you like Chinese? Love Chinese. Fortun- i could eat it every day of the week.
0: Fortuna Gardens, Dino. you know? Another free plug. But it's outstanding.
2: Well, you'd think that's the only Chinese restaurant in town that's good? <laughs>
0: Close to home. So. Yeah, that's the real reason. Jared Daffy's on a little later, and Phil Moss also to talk the world of football. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on thirteen fifty three fifty three 53, SMS 0419 It can be anything to do with sport, could be our talk topic on uh, child prodigies. Of course, Cameron Myers, a 16 year old Australian. Uh, smashed the world record for the age group in the one mile at Lakeside in Melbourne on Thursday night, 3.55.44. I did say earlier... Dino, it wasn't that long ago since Roger Bannister did it, but as Tom quite rightly pointed out, it was 69, yeah, 69 years, years That's ago. not long in your eyes, Ray boy. <laughs> well, I'm getting up there. But also, anything to do with NRL, because the NRL season, there's four sleeps to go. I can't wait. And get the game you want when you want this NRL season on KO Tanya can watch all twelve Eels games exclusive to Fox League available on KO. New to KO, start your free trial now. Our next guest, he doesn't miss any NRL games. He'll be he won't be sleeping. Four four days to go. He won't worry about sleeping. He just can't wait for the season to kick off. Peter Peters, good morning. Morning, Ray. Morning, Bulldog. You ready to go, Zorb? Yeah, I am ready to go. Four days to
9: go. You think I'd be um not excited about about games uh, of Rugby League anymore, but I am. I'm looking forward to this season.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. Let's, get, let's cut straight to the chase, um, Zorb. We gave you some homework for the week. Top eight, minor premiers, premiers, and the M winner. Okay.
9: My, my, I'm getting some feedback, guys, but we'll keep going.
0: Okay. We'll try and get that fixed up for you, Zorb. am
9: getting South Sydney to be the minor premiers from the Cowboys... Penrith, roosters, sharks, eels, storm, sea eagles. That's my top eight. Mm. At the bottom, I've got the dolphins and the knights and the dragons and the West Tigers. Uh, I've got bulldogs at ninth, raiders 10, broncos 11, titans 12. So that gives warriors 13, tigers 14, Dragons 15, Knights 16, and Dolphins 17. Any questions? Premiers.
0: South Sydney. Okay. Daly M.
9: Daly M. Cody Walker. New South Wales. Three nil whitewash of Queensland.
16: Oh.
9: And a proviso there, but Josh Addo Carr, Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker. And Tommy Turbo are in the back line. Mm. With that back line and Tedesco at the back, Queensland would be, could be, embarrassed by the score lines. There's no way Queensland can match that back line if they're all fitting well. So, New South Wales, clean sweep.
2: Gee, I went down that same path a few years ago, Saul, <laughs> but I'm still getting kicked in the backside for it. So be very careful when it comes to Queensland.
9: Yeah, well, I've always been very careful, but. If that back line is fitting well, and I hope they all are, then it's a no contest. They can't match them.
0: Mm. Okay, so It's op-
9: like we couldn't match them when they had a brilliant back line, yeah. including Billy Slater.
0: Yep, I no, understand. So you're going for Southsby minor premiers and premiers. What do you make of Panthers? They they can't do the three-peat?
9: Well, I, I've been thinking maybe they would, but looking at them against St Helens, and I know that was a, different game, it's the first game of the year uh, a lot of their players have just come back from a World Cup so uh, you have to take that into account but the reason for no 3 peak for me is the left edge no happy Coruscant doing his stuff out of dummy half and he is a master at that but particularly no Army kick out. Um you can't replace those type of players, I'm not going to be critical of the players they are brought in they just aren't up to those players who are so close being perfect in their position. Mm -hmm. It showed against um, St. Helens in the World Cup Challenge. They weren't as lethal down that side. And um, on the World Cup Challenge, several of uh, the St. Helens players, including Jack Willsby, the fullback, are keenly sought after by NRL clubs. But the manager of Curtis Siridan's phone is ringing off the hook by several NRL clubs who want to bring the ex-Tigers and manly back row up back to the NRL. Um, I don't think I've seen Curtis play as strongly mm. or look as fit as he did in the World Club Challenge. And uh, England and, um, and St Helens has been great for him. I understand he will not renege on um, the last year of his contract over there.
2: Zorb, speaking of England, John Bateman finally got his visa issue sorted. He's arrived at the West Tigers. Uh, He made a huge impact for the Raiders. He is getting older. Can he excel to the point where the Tigers' big money outlay can be justified?
9: Well, I've got them at 14th, and I think they'll do well to get there. Um, Bateman, a very good player. Uh, A couple of years older. He's not not big. Um, His style of play um, is... um, is suitable for the West Tigers. Um, I think the jury's out on Bateman and the West Tigers. I want to see several games and consistent games from them before I uh, fall in love with the Tigers. Um, I, I like a couple of journos. Um I'm questioning Appy Corrissow as their captain. The choice of him as captain, um, I don't believe. I don't believe Appy has shown captaincy. Um, assets in his career. Um, Certainly his last few seasons with the New South Wales Blues puts a big question mark on that. There are a lot of things that a captain has to do other than be a very good player. There's a lot of commitments off the field uh, and um, I think the jury's out there as well. Mm -hmm. It's a strange choice in my opinion. And knowing Appy like I do, terrific bloke, easy to get along with, but Um,
0: Captaincy? I don't know Yeah, I I think it's a good choice actually Because he's the sort of guy who the rest of the Players will follow but I I, I, um, Respect your opinion Zorb Zorb, What what do you make of the Dolphins roster And I know you said they Probably can't uh, Make the top 8 this year, I don't think anyone expects Them to do so but what do you make of their roster And when can they Become a Premiership contender They'll
9: struggle and it's going to take a few Years um, and I think that They're willing to do that, the Dolphins. Um, I don't think they've got the side they wanted first up, and I don't think there's much chance uh, of them escaping the bottom spot or maybe second or third bottom would be the absolute best they could do. Now, Wayne Bennett, the Broncos' legendary coach, is hitting his old club hard at the Dolphins in his role there as head coach first up. That's a superb signing this week for 2024 and star 23-year-old, senior that Herbie Farnworth. Mm. He was a Broncos star last year, best player. Um, He's an English international now. He's getting better with each season, and his exit is a body blow to the Broncos. They can talk it up and say, oh, he'll give his best this year, and he'll do that, but it is is a dagger to the heart of um, Kevin Walters and the Broncos. And Bennett won't stop his dismantling of the Broncos right now. He's, he's got his sights set on gun forward Thomas Flegler and the drums are beating out of Brisbane uh, that he will sign for 2024 with um, an announcement expected soon. Okay. I think mm-hmm. Wayne, um, Wayne has taken his exit and sacking from his coaching role at the Broncos harder than his exterior... Um, suggests and I think he's going to go for the jugular and um, don't expect him to stop
2: <laughs> Zorb if you've run your educated and astute eyes over round one and you're a punter looking for an upset can you find one?
9: Uh, yeah I think I can um, look I'm going to go through my selection Thursday it's only four days to go Parramatta and the Storm at Combank Parramatta at home Another home game win to the Warriors against Newcastle at Sky Stadium in Wellington. Um, it's not a game in Auckland. It's in Wellington. And I think the Warriors are ready for Newcastle, who I think will struggle. They're a very small side when you see them compared to others. And, uh, and I think they'll struggle all year. The Panthers, I think, will beat the Broncos at Blue Bet on Friday night. Go, Ray. Um, <laughs> on Saturday... I think the Sea Eagles, much improved in the pre-season. Pre-season form is not usually anything to go by, but I like the vibe there at, uh, at Brookie, and all eyes will be on Tommy T. And, and I know um, what I said uh, six weeks ago on this program was taken out of context in a lot of cases. I wish the kid well. It's great for the game, and I hope he gets through it with flying colours. Well, uh,
2: hang on, hang on, hang on. What do you mean it was taken out of context?
9: Well, by a lot of people. They suggested that I was um, offering or wanting to offer Tommy to other clubs. I never said that. What did you say? I said that if the injuries kept continuing, and I meant that down the track, not just um, immediately, then he would have to look at an early retirement. That's not like you to backtrack. (laughs) It's not backtracking. It's just stating the truth. North Queensland Cowboys. I think they'll be one of the gun sides. I've tipped them to come second. Um, I think that um, they'll beat the Canberra Raiders in Townsville. Sharks and the Rabbitohs. This Good will be game. a terrific game. Good game this. bet. <clears throat> I'm going to go for the Rabbitohs in this one. Uh, Redcliffe Dolphins and the Sydney Roosters. The Roosters and my upset. I think the Tigers will probably start favourite against the Gold Coast Titans. I think the Titans will win at Leichhardt Oval uh, away from home. I think the Titans will be one of the improvers in the competition and go up several notches. And um, let's see how they go against the West Tigers. Um, That should be Mm. interesting. Guys over in English Super League, former South St. George and Wigan halfback Willie Peters has made a terrific start to his head coaching career, started off with a big win for Hull Kingston Rovers against Wigan last week, and he's backed it up against a very tough salford side, 24-10. And the veteran coach, Tony Smith, um, who, of course, we all remember in the um, in the Sydney competition uh, way back, and in the NRL, mm. um, his side uh, Hull showed no mercy, and he knocked over his nephew Rowan's side Lee's Rhinos uh, in a very good game. So Uncle Tony has uh, has got the got the biscuits against his uh, his nephew.
2: Zorb, cryptic messages come through
9: saying. Yep. Ask Zorba
2: what he will be doing at 11 p.m. today. <laughs> 11.30 tonight. tonight, I yeah. think it is. Well, don't, it? See, that's the thing. You don't have p.m. and tonight. As a journo, we learn that early.
9: Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I, I take that on board. As one <laughs> who used to coach you, you're now coaching me.
2: <laughs> that's how you taught oh, me. I, you taught me I, that rule.
9: Oh, I'll, um, I'll tell you what I'll be doing, and any sports fan should be. Australia versus South Africa, the World Cup T20 final in the women's cricket in Cape Town. Two brilliant semi-finals mm. saw so both teams come back from seemingly impossible positions to win. Meg Lanning's Aussie side is great entertainment, and they're favourites against the South African side. who will have enormous support uh, in the crowd there at Cape Town. They've got big hitters and the world's fastest women's bowler in Chapnin, Ismael, she bowls regularly upwards of 120 k's uh, per hour. Australia's so strong in the batting and bowling, but the fielding is where they are so far above the rest. Go girls, bring it home. They're a great side,
0: yeah. unlike the men's <laughs> version that we've got at the moment. You <laughs> stick the knife in, but go the Aussie girls. Hey, Zorb, I'll, I'll text you from uh, Combank Thursday night. Can't wait for the season to start, and we'll talk next Sunday.
9: Okay, boys, and I want to get a record of your predictions, yours and Bulldog's, because um, I'll be relating to those during the year. I know I'll go well, but you two, well, <laughs> give me a done. break.
0: Mine aren't that far away from yours. Yeah, to be just fair. after nine o'clock. Hey, good on you, We'll talk bye. next, talk Thanks, next Zorb. week. Just a couple of quick ones, Dino. Bulldog Bob says, Morning, Ray and Dog, teenage superstars, surely the great Shane Gould is in another grand final for the title. Of course, she won three golds at Munich 72 as a 16-year-old Dino you know, and held every world record from 100 metres to 1,500 metres in the freestyle. What a, an extraordinary swimmer she was.
2: Unbelievable. Wayne texts in too, Penrith will not win the comp without Appy Coruscant. So mm. there you go. He has made his point clear. And here's one for you, Ray. Mm. Tuna Court and Peacock Gardens, two great Chinese restaurants, At Crow's Nest, that seems a bit more in the middle for me. Okay, rather than Winston Hills. So have have we
0: made the call? Because Fitzy did uh, say we should go for a lunch rather than just cartons of beer. Are we going to decide once and for all what we're playing for this year? Yes, and it is
2: a Chinese meal. Done.
0: Okay, don't forget that
2: winner. Gets to nominate the restaurant.
0: That, I like that one. Okay. okay. Is no, that fair? No. It can be fair. no fairer. No, I reckon that's a fair call. A couple of people want to have their save, and producer Steve gave the thumbs up for that one. Jeff's on the line. Uh, Jeff, good morning. Hello,
22: Raymond. How, how, are, you how are you, Jeff? Right?
0: Thanks for waiting for us, mate. Thanks for waiting. What have um, you got for us, Jeff?
22: Teenage prod- prodigies. Yeah. Jennifer Capriati.
0: Mm. How old was she? Was was she, she 14? 14? Yeah. yeah. Well, same thing.
22: But not so much that the fact that she went AWOL for a little while there
0: and came mm, back and won yeah. a couple of majors. She did, yeah. She had um, she had a troubled sort of teenage years, didn't she, early 20s, uh, but she got her life back on track, and you're right, Jeff, came back and won a, a couple of majors.
22: Ray, you mentioned something about that full swing. Um, mm. You haven't watched the whole series, have you? No,
0: only up to episode four, I think we've
22: watched yeah, it. Yeah, I won't say too much about it, other than if, if Rory, I mean, it shows and highlights how tough it is on the PGA Tour. But I will say this. If Rory McIlroy doesn't disclose what the PGA have given their high-profile players Mm. Mm. in terms of money, because they've had to compete with Liv, and I'm not defending one over the other, but if Rory McIlroy was in his 40s... Well, if Rory Rory McIlroy was the same age as, say, Ian Poulter, I can just about guarantee you that he would have made the same decision. It's easy to sit back when you're winning. It's easy to sit back when you've got all these sponsors and, um, mm. making all this money. What about the middle-tier players that are struggling? And this, this series actually highlights everything.
0: It's a good point, Jeff, because I think Ian Poulter said he, he'd won $33 million, which is fantastic in his career, but he's now 50 years old and he's not getting any better. And here he was, a chance to earn a massive payday, Dino, more than he's ever earned his entire career. He's got a young son who's trying to eventually become a a professional golfer. He's got a young family It's a no-brainer.
2: I can't believe Rory is being so petty and childish over this. If someone wants to change their career path, mm. that's their decision. You might not agree with it, but you have to respect that.
0: Ray, if you go and join another
2: radio station tomorrow, Mm. I'd be disappointed that you're leaving. But I'd say, Ray, if that's what you want to do,
0: and there's a bit more money there,
2: that's fine. I'm not going to beg you
0: for that. I respect Rory's opinion. I think probably the personal attacks on the players might be... Probably where he's going a little bit astray, but it, th- this is creating huge division, do you know? And this Netflix show, Full Swing, is, I've only just watched the start of it, but it's already unmasking what's happening behind the scenes. It's fascinating. Uh, I think we've got um, Dez there on the line. Dez, good morning.
16: How
13: are
23: you going, Ray? G'day, Bulldog. Hey, Dez. What a, what a great time of year oh, away the game.
0: How good is it, Dez? Can't oh, wait. Oh, it's just magnificent. <laughs> yeah. but just,
23: just sticking to a rugby league theme, um, a prodigy was Brandy Alexander. Yeah. I remember him getting interviewed at school when he was after he played a first grade game. He went to his school. So he started very young.
0: Hey, hey um, Des, I just on quickly. I probably said this story yep. before, but I remember going out to watch because I like probably like you. I watched him in those schoolboy when he was playing for Fairfield Pats and he was a superstar then. Yep. And back in when he first got graded, he started in the thirds, which I think was third grade or. I don't think it was under 23s in those days. I think it was thirds, but I could be corrected if I'm wrong. But he was doing things. He was passing the ball and players weren't running into gaps where he was passing the ball, etc. And he was, it wasn't was getting booed, but people were getting dismayed. I remember my late father turned to me and he just said, he's too good for these these players. He, should be. he played reserve grade the following week. By round three, Tim Sheen's had that young man in first grade. He never got dropped again. Correct. Mm.
23: And um, Bulldog? I got there you, Mike? Des. Yes. Yeah. Good on you for picking Zorba up, but you should have gone on with it. <laughs> he, he, what's he talking about? That it was misconstrued or taken out of context. <laughs> he he wanted him. He wanted him sold off. I heard his comments, and there's no doubt about it. And if you listen to Zorba, I I always respected you, and going back to your days with Hollywood, but. Um, I don't
24: think that 99% people against you. I think 100% heard
2: what you said. Well, Des, James has texted before you go. Zorba's a jellyfish. <laughs> he said Turbo was taking up too much of Manly's cap, kept getting injured, and that should Manly should consider getting rid of him because there's no value for money playing 10 games a season. Zorba has backtracked. Oh, jeez.
0: He'll, he'll have your back next week. You've got a target on your back for next Sunday. We better take a quick break. Listen to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
21: Punters' post-mortem
4: with Dave Stanley. Richard, you had Sunshine Rising. You've got it later as a horse to follow. Richard Callender.
18: Oh, well, I don't think anyone missed it. It was big in condition. I saw him in the yard, lovely-looking animal for a
2: nine-year-old, and um, I thought he was terrific. Ron Duffercy.
21: But he was regarded in a very
2: strong year as being in the top eight horses in Hong Kong. We've got to respect him going forward. Hunters
5: post-mortem. Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. Team
25: Teal is back. And TAB is teaming up with the harness racing industry and Women Can to help raise awareness and much-needed funds for ovarian cancer research. So from February 1 to March 15, Reigns women will wear the Team Teal coloured driving pants. And every time a female driver wins a harness race in Australia, TAB will donate $200 to Women Can. Visit the Team Teal website to donate today.
21: Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, one 858 858
10: The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento, awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer.
11: Kia, movement that inspires.
10: G'day, it's Sean
20: Garlic here from Galo's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother, Nathan, and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and filling which is just bursting with flavor. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths, but only in the chilled meal section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlo's Pies? Because at Garlo's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat.
4: And that's now past it. And Harry Brook has a second 150 in Test Cricket. He is now equal with his top score, 153,
1: not out here at the base. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
0: Welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray scores faster than running ball. Test Cricket, Harry Brook.
2: It's amazing to watch
0: comes in at five can take the game away from you straight away so anyway it's a real concern that ashes I, tour.
2: i've been bagged a bit on the text line from my comments before about Bazball collapsing mm-hmm. under pressure you've also got to have the players to play Bazball, ray yeah yeah, yeah maybe at they, this they point they do, they do. but mm-hmm. you can't play that game if you don't have that at your disposal mm-hmm. so that's the key to all this you got the players you can pull it off
16: mm-hmm.
2: if you don't have the players and you try to do it It'll be a disaster.
0: Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. It's going to be a fascinating Ashes series. What is fascinating is when you get to watch a champion in full flight and the crowd at Randwick yesterday had the privilege of seeing Animo. I think, to me, it was his most compelling performance. But let's ask our next guest what he thought. Trainer James Cummings is on the line. James, good morning. How good was he yesterday?
23: Oh, it was good to watch Ray. He uh, was second up there in the Chipping Norton. He was certainly ready to perform and uh he's now proved that yet again he's come up to um, to compete in to compete at a high level in and in, in, a, in another preparation he's a, he's a he's a great horse and you'd have to go back a long time before you can remember uh seeing uh, you know an entire mm. who has consistently performed at the highest level and bagged group ones every campaign if you include the entirety of his two-year-old season, every every campaign he's been up to up to winning a Group 1 or more. And, uh, and he's, he's done it again, this, this, this preparation. So it's, a, it's an amazing achievement for his record.
0: Yeah, well, he's got, as you said, the eight Group 1s now, and he's only got Lonroe on 11 and Octagonal on 10 above him in terms of Group 1 wins for for n ties, and that in itself is an extraordinary feat because we discussed it before, James, the easy decision for Godolphin would have been to retire him at the end of his three-year-old season.
23: Yes. So um, one thing that we're grateful for is that His Highness Sheikh Mohammed has a great passion for racing his horses. He, he uh, you know, for, 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 300, for 300, more than 300 years, the Maktou family has... Uh, mm held horses in such high esteem that they're really ingrained as a part of their life and their culture and um, I can tell you my this is the same
16: mm.
7: and,
23: uh, and, and the, whilst the Chipping Norton is not the necessarily the jewel of the crown the jewel in the crown of the Australian autumn it's a special race for Animo to have won uh, for, for um, from, from my family's perspective because my great-grandfather com, uh, G- Jim won the race with Comic Court and Bart won the race with the dip. My father won the race in 2008 with Casino Prince. Mm. So uh, pretty pretty special to see my name up there as, um, as Animo's trainer to, to win the race in 2023 and, uh, and be the fourth generation winner of the race.
0: Uh, that's a good point. Uh, James, how has he pulled up? Um, where to next? And I say that because I think this horse is now racing's biggest draw card and wherever he goes, I think the ATC should just pin all their marketing Campaigns around him because yesterday was the first time I think I really heard the crowd roar when he let down. So he's cap, uh, sort of captivating the the racing public now, and I think wherever he goes next, he's just going to be the sport's biggest draw card.
23: I mean, that's you know, it's great. That's just great, isn't it? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. to have the to have the crowd behind him is is uh, is, is humbling and, uh, and and exciting at the same time. It was a bit, was, you know, it was very, very much like that at Caulfield when he surged to win the and Tower, mm. and at Mooney Valley when he tanked up four and five wide on the turn. Matt Hill declared he's ready to he's staring destiny in the face, and that that's that that's the feeling people got there on those days. Mm. Great to see it yesterday. Great to see the horse prove that he's come up, and uh, and and, uh, and now that he's had two uh, fitness building runs in February, we like we like the. Uh, the pattern that he has a run in march and so you should expect to see the horse on 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 golden slipper day running at rose hill there are two races that day that suit the horse quite nicely the george riders over 1500 metres at weight for age and the Ranvet's over a mile and a quarter uh, so we'll use uh, we'll use one of those two runs on the way through and uh, and a run a, one run in march and one run in april should see the horse um, mm-hmm. well set up for it for a, and he, and he's he's a uh, His international tilt at the, at the most likely the Queen Anne at Royal Ascot, Uh, but that is, that is uh, that is ten weeks away from the Queen Elizabeth that that race or perhaps even nine weeks away from the All Aged. So there are a few, uh, a few ways we could go about getting there, and uh, and we 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 don't like to lock it in too soon because we you know we keep our options open. You you know us, and, and and we'll just do the. The best thing by Animoda, in order to get, give him his best possible chance of being effective at Royal Ascot.
2: Uh, James, what did you make of In Secrets' defeat, and where to next uh, for the filly?
23: Well, I thought the filly was gallant in defeat. I thought Sunshine in Paris was outstanding. I thought there were at least um, I thought four of those fillies went went so well, and uh, um, I, I would not, um, I, I would not suggest that anybody should be doubting the. The strength of the form of that race because of the narrow margins of four across the line. I just think they're four outstanding fillies. Um, Sunshine and Paris is untapped. Ruthless Dame similarly and had Jack and O form. Um, Zugotcha was fresh up over fourteen hundred and, and um, off, a, off a little setback, and his class filly was undefeated in the spring. And I thought In Secret was excellent. That's twice now I've run her at fourteen hundred meters, and twice she's gone to the inside and looked like the winner, but uh, but just just doesn't quite. Have the uh, I suspect the stamina to um, to 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 get all the energy out required to win over fourteen hundred meters and a few things were were and a few things were against her which was you know which was not ideal on the day for for in secret, being um, being down on the inside and ducking back to the ducking back to the inside rail I don't think that was the way to play that track by that stage of the day and uh, and and so and so um, nevertheless we've gone down fighting in defeat and a drop back to six furlongs will suit her perfectly. One silver lining of not winning yesterday is that she won't go up in the weights of the new market. So she'll carry between 52 or 51 and a half either of those two weights in the new market we expect with private eyes a top weight of 58. Mm -hmm. And and I think that uh, getting back to the course where she won the more by two lengths beating the boys and raiding through the roof I think she'll be uh, she'll be really ready to fire third up and she'll look quite you know she'll look quite
0: dangerous yeah she was awesome that day in the Coolmore uh, James when I was out at Osborne Park a couple of weeks ago to watch Animo work you worked him with a horse called Pericles and you told me then this horse this three-year-old was coming up really really well gee showed that yesterday in the autumn classic at Sandown how, how impressive was he
23: Tell you what he reminded me, he reminded me of avilius sprinting through there wow, eh. to claim that race um, he's got a long way to go to be as good as that horse that's for sure but mm. he, he is a very very promising three year old that horse and I can tell you there was a lot of confidence around that horse from the stable and from his rider in the lead up to that in, in the lead up to that autumn classic now the autumn classic is not the best three year old race of all time either yeah. and you know the horse has got quite a few steps to continue to take to be to be up there but there are Many options for for Pericles along the way. He's only had two runs this campaign. He was toughened up by a, a run in the Victoria Derby uh, last last uh, preparation, and uh, and I wouldn't give up on the prospects that that horse could be a very effective young stayer. Uh, he certainly looked that way yesterday, and and uh, I and I'd and I'd, um, I'd suggest that what looks really suitable for that horse is to step to a mile and a quarter next time. My options there would be. To either run the horse at Moody Valley, where he's placed before in one start in the Alistair Clark over a mile and a quarter, or to bring him to Sydney for a slip a day and run him in the Rosial Guineas, which you know does look does look a, a very attractive option as well, and uh, and I and I I'd, um, I I'd suggest he be uh, he'll be ready to advance again because you know he was open to further improvement uh, despite being so ready to go yesterday. He sort of to my eye still looks open to improvement, and that's exciting for fans of Pericles.
0: Yeah, no, he was good, yes. So just finally, James uh, Corniche, how did he pull up? And will we see Cylinder next week in the Todman? Well, um,
23: Corniche pulled up uh, yesterday like he hadn't gone around. Wow. And what I loved about his win in the Skyline was that's the first time Corniche in four starts has actually had the opportunity to distribute his energy um, evenly and, co- and and correctly. He's had, he had a clear run in the race, and, uh, and and Brent Navdala did an excellent job of putting the horse in the right position He'd done his homework, as, and 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 uh, and was um, was in agreement with our tactic on the horse, and de- you know deli- delivered it
26: mm. expertly.
23: Um, and, uh, and look, he he might be like he might be like a fif- fifteen to one chance in the in the in, in the Golden Slipper or or thereabouts. But I think he's like he's the type of horse that you know you could trust to advance sufficiently to be competitive, and with yeah. the right sort of run like he like he enjoyed yesterday. You wouldn't put it past him now that he's been so uh, so effective over 1,200 metres, you know, beating Shinzo by a length and a half. That's not bad form, mate. No, uh, no. As that horse, it's good form, him. so well oh. in the Canterbury against Red Resistance and and Kings Gambit, uh, and and Cylinder yeah. next week. Yes, you will see Cylinder. He'll run in at Todman. and uh, we're delighted with that horse. He's um, he went around in a gallop there yesterday morning at Osborne Park and has not taken a backward step from his win first up in the Silver Slipper.
0: Oh, that's exciting. James, it was exciting to be at Randwick yesterday to watch Animo. The stable is going great, but I urge anyone who's listening to us, if they get the chance, we've got two more opportunities potentially to watch Animo race in Australia. It's worth getting out to either Rose Hill or Randwick to watch him. James, um, thanks for joining us this morning. Best of luck going forward into the autumn carnival and hope all goes well with Animo.
23: All right, thanks, Ray. Cheers.
0: There's James Cummings, trainer of Animo, and he is so exciting. Dino, I've got to get you out of the track to watch this horse before he goes overseas. It's worth it, mate.
2: Love to. Oh. Absolutely love to. Private suite, of course. Food.
0: Okay. You don't want to come and Prawns. join me in the press room? With sandwiches party pies? And... There is party pies, yeah. No, you might make me work. <laughs> Probably work. not doing that. Hey, Dino. Quiz time. League super quiz you know time. Yeah?
2: I've had a quick look at the questions. Yeah? I'm just going to say this. Player one and player two – one of the players' questions appear to be significantly
0: easier, which makes the toss all the more crucial. I'll a, leave it at that. I haven't a chance to read, read them yet, but I will do in the break. So call now on 135353. that's 135353 to be part of the league Super quiz.
21: Punters' post mortem with Dave Stanley.
4: Richard, you had Sunshine Rising. You have got it later as a horse to follow. Richard Calendar. Oh, well, I don't think anyone missed it. He was big in condition. I saw him
18: in the yard. Lovely looking animal for a nine-year-old, and um, I thought he was terrific. Ron Duffey,
5: but he was regarded in a very strong year as being in the top eight horses in Hong Kong. We've got to respect him going forward. Punters' post mortem Monday 9am Racing HQ. <laughs>
20: Brad Gray here with the latest market mover,
23: skyracing.com.au.
25: It's the home of racing with tips and views from the leading form experts across all three racing codes.
21: There's breaking news and insights, plus catch all your favourite shows and the
20: latest podcasts on demand wherever you are.
15: And the best part, it's 100% free.
20: So get the jump on the field and head to skyracing.com.au.
3: Now is the time to get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere for all your summer workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka and Steel Blue with a huge range of shirts, shorts, boots and high-vis. Plus, check out our lightweight workwear to keep you cool this summer. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop summer workwear shop.
20: G'day, it's Sean Garlick here from Garlow's Pies. The best thing about our pies is the deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling which is bursting with flavour. Plenty of flavours to choose from, like lean beef, curry beef, sausage rolls, we even have junior pies that you can give to the whole family. Find us in the Coles and Woolworths chilled meals section, and if you can't find us, ask for us by name. Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. It's Morgan Schneiderlin and he has his first goal for Western Sydney Wanderers.
4: Runs to celebrate with those in red and black behind the goal.
1: And Marco Rodan's team have three goals and surely now three points. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
0: Welcome back to the show, League Super Quiz time. Just a quick update in the EPL: Full time, Crystal Palace nil, Liverpool nil. Need those three points. <sighs> here. Not good. Hey Dino, a little task for you and I. Go for it. Let's try and get through a League Super Quiz without any controversy. Just for <laughs> once.
2: Right, <laughs> it's, it's only con- controversial in your eyes? Not in oh, mine. Dear. It no, goes very smoothly. Our listeners, it goes they very pick smoothly. Pick us up
0: for every little mistake we make, and okay. quite rightly so. Well, let's get this toss done because you know what? Yeah, I haven't it's a chance. Crucial. This question. Steve, I'll producer go ahead, Steve, please. here we go. And heads it is. <laughs> Great radio. Dino's away. Heads it is. I'm not sure hey, whether I've it was. I've read the but questions but <laughs> Hang on.
2: Anyway, I'll go, Jesse,
0: number one. So you just. What, yeah, okay. Play number I'm one, Jesse.
2: Are you there? Yes,
9: yeah, I'm here. Yeah. yeah,
2: that toss was a little bit dubious, Jesse. I but think the it's... actual coin went behind a bag, as we do in this professional organisation. It was tails.
0: Oh, hang on. Hang Producer on. Well, well, what's going well, on? on? I saw
2: her head. Steve, let's get into it quickly before <laughs> Ray can say anything. Question number one, Jesse. Oh, here we go. Who is the NRL head coach of the New Zealand Warriors? Andrew Webster. Beautiful. Well done, Jesse. <laughs> oh, this is a
0: raw good stuff. <laughs>
2: Question two Matthew John's youngest son has been signed by Manly in 2023. What is his name? Is it Jack Johns, Cooper Johns, or Samuel Johns? Cooper Johns. Beautiful. Well done, Jesse. And question three, which team has Tim Sheens not coached to a first grade grand final win? Is it A Panthers, B Raiders, C Tigers? Uh, Panthers. Well done. Jeez, Jesse, three yeah. from three. We are on fire.
0: Funny about that. Yeah. Hey, Sheen. I don't make the questions <laughs> up. It's there. Producer Steve said it was Tails. I didn't even have a chance to look at that. You were so far away, anyway. But Timmy Sheen's got to uh, Penrith to their first ever final series in 85. In 85. With a great brandy at halfback. Yeah. Okay, we'll go to Michael. Hey, Michael, good morning. Good luck, Michael. Hey guys. How you going? Hey, Michael, I reckon Rorts in here. Seriously, mate, you and I are in desperate trouble. But I'll back you in, Michael. We need all three, my friends, so here we go. Okay. Question. Okay. okay. Best of luck, Michael. Question number one. Which country did Bulldogs head coach Cameron Seraldo represent... Between two thousand eleven and two thousand and thirteen. Oh. Lebanon? Yeah, this is a G up, oh. it was Italy. Bad luck, Michael. I reckon you and I have have fair dink and been stitched up here. We'll go hey, back to hey, yeah. questions come from Steve, <laughs> not me. I hope we got Jesse back on the line. Jesse, you there? I am, yeah. Congratulations, well mate. Done, Jesse. Clean sweep for you. Hey, Jesse, stay on the line because I will get all your details and get that $100 cash card courtesy a tab out to you straight away. Congratulations, Jesse. Coming up next, we've got our good friend Jared Deffy with his words of wisdom. On the
21: big sports breakfast. Well, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Where do missing socks go? How do you throw away a garbage can? Do fish sleep? Why do donuts have holes? If you find out, can you let me know, please?
11: Jared Daffy's Words of Wisdom If at
21: first you don't succeed, then skydiving is not for you. (laughs) Please explain.
0: That's the best one. (laughs) At first you don't succeed. (laughs) It rorts in. Jared Ger- Daffy, good morning. The rorts in because apparently that was a tails, but anyway. I saw heads. Oh, of course you did. Yeah. Hey, Jared, good morning. What's good What's morning, your life babe. lesson for today, Jared? Ma- well,
21: before I get to that, I don't yeah. think there's really much I can say about <laughs> that. This morning, we all heard it. And oh. the other thing too... Well, hang on, hang
0: on. You didn't
2: see the coin. So how can you no one did. sit in your living room no, and pontificate no <laughs> and criticise me when you weren't in the studio? And the other
21: thing, I know you're tailed off. Well, not so much now. Oh, nice,
2: uh, nice pun. Surely, surely
21: <laughs> there's something going on given you get the questions first, which yeah. which then I won the, toss. <laughs> the big question, the inflection protest. That'll surface if this is going to go on every week. It's Look, the bottom line is
2: the score is now 2 1. Let's leave
0: it at that. Jared, uh, right. uh, I'd love you to frame a market if we can ever get through a quiz without some controversy. It's just impossible. But anyway. Well, that was one of the worst today. Oh, it's shocker. <laughs> Poor old <laughs> Michael coming in number two had no chance. you got yeah. some life lessons for us but today, this Jared. This
21: might be a good one for you to try the Sabo uh, Bulldog, given um, you are full of wind. <laughs> can you blow a balloon up underwater?
2: I would say yes. Really? Do you know the answer?
21: No, I don't. Well, if you put your
2: lips around the balloon and blow, would that mean the water goes up your nose?
21: I I don't know. I don't know. What about the pressure from the water on the balloon? I don't think you can, but give it a try.
0: It's... I
2: reckon there's going to be a dangerous ending here, and you know what it is. Oh. <laughs> That's
0: why are hey, asking me to do it? Hey, Jared, I just want to run yeah. something past you here for a sec. Is this familiar? It, Jared, it is, yeah, yeah, right. familiar. I've got it on good authority that the great Jared Daffy burst into song on Friday night.
21: Uh, no, actually, it was last night. Last Saturday night. Oh, but Saturday night. Few... Okay, yeah. yeah. No, last night. Okay. Um, got home late, but had to prepare for this award winning segment, of course. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, I love the music from the 60s and the 70s. But Gary Puckett, he's 80. And the I Union I how right? old
0: is he? Union Gap, I think. Gap. Gap, Gap. yeah. yeah.
21: Uh, I think they're all gone, the rest. Um, oh, he's got okay. some, some fill ins, but. That guy's voice is so powerful, and uh, yeah, he, he obviously sang Young Girl and, and everything else that yeah. uh, was a hit. But uh, I tell you what, for an eighty-year-old, he's still got it. So
2: that means you like music from seventy years ago.
21: Any any song that was recorded after nineteen seventy-five shouldn't exist. <laughs>
0: It's like that great line from the Blues Brothers when the bloke gets asked what music do you like. He said, "I like all kinds, country and western." I like both <laughs> kinds. <laughs> hey, Jared, we've got four sleeps to go to the NRL. How good?
21: Yeah. And I thought I'd whip through some of these uh, changes. There's been a few now. The big one, and I think they're still an attractive price. I don't know what you think, Dino, but Parramatta two fifteen to beat Melbourne a dollar seventy. That's in from two forty five. That's Thursday night. Friday night, the Warriors are fairly short. $1.55 into $1.52 to beat the Knights at $2.55, a line of 5.5 points. That will be followed by Penrith, $1.30 into $1.22 to beat the Broncos, $4.30. We've got a line there of 13.5 points. Now, the first match on Saturday, the prices have been up and down like a yo-yo in this one. But actually, they're back where they started. mainly $1.74. Bulldogs 210. Bulldogs got into favoritism at one stage about six weeks ago. The Cowboys, this one hasn't moved. Dollar forty-five. Canberra two seventy-five, a line of six and a half points. The Sharks are on the drift. $2 out to $2.25. South one65 and a half the line there. The Dolphins now. When we put this market up the day the draw was announced, they were $4 and the line was $14.5. Well, they're out the gate now. $6.50. The Roosters $1.11 and a line there of 19.5 points and pretty solid support for the Tigers who open outsiders at $2. They're into one seventy four to beat the Titans at 2 A line there of 2.5 points and a bit of movement on the premiership. We've got so many markets open for the futures and this week we put up markets on over and under wins for the season. Uh, Penrith over and under 17.5 wins and ironically that money's mm-hmm. been for the over so 18 mm. wins or more that's a $1.75 mm, okay. but they're $4 to win the comp the Roosters have been 7 into five fifty. Melbourne 9 into 8 uh, then Souths are 11 Cowboys 12 it's been good money for the Cowboys at the around about that mark and Parramatta have been big drifters 9 out to 15 so obviously they change each week but uh, Penrith at the moment favourites at $4 to win the comp again
2: uh, Jared Cricket T20 Women's and the girls. next test in India mm.
21: Well, we're pretty short tonight. This one gets underway at midnight tonight. Australia, $1.15. South Africa, five dollars fifty. We've actually got some Marsh One Day Cup matches on today, and New South Wales in action in one that gets underway at about two o'clock. They're away, a dollar sixty-two. Queensland at two twenty-five. But this test, for obvious reasons, um, India keep getting shorter and shorter. Dollar forty-five now to a dollar thirty-five. The draw. A hefty seven dollars in Australia out to five fifty. So that one gets underway Wednesday at
0: three PM. Couple of A League games on today, Jared. More EPL tonight.
21: There is. Uh, we've got Melbourne victory at two fifteen, draw three fifty, Adelaide United at three twenty. And Brisbane Roar. this is the match that follows. So obviously they've got a new coach, Slash Manager. Two dollar favourites, Perth Glory three eighty, and a draw there at three forty. And tonight. Uh, we've got one EPL match and I think it's uh, have we?
0: Yeah I think we have now I'll call it up for you uh, where are we?
21: It was there but it's just disappeared In the meantime Gerard we'll get the golden <laughs> slipper update we come back to that if you like uh, We can, uh, we've got now Learning to Fly is still the favourite at $4 Red Resistance at 8 Cafe Millennium and Cylinder at $11 Platinum Jubilee at $12 Dino but a few changes after yesterday. Mm. La so so impressive uh, winning the Sweet Embrace uh, at $15. Now in from 26. Skirt the Law uh, failed rather miserably there yesterday. It was $7. It was second pick before that race yesterday. It's now out to yeah, she's $21. Going, I think
0: you'll find she's going Gunfrey's to the paddock. Yeah, so. That
21: would make sense. Little mm. Bros uh, won the Blue Diamond at Sand End, 34 into 15. Barber failed, 8 out to 15. Corniche mm. 101 into 26. And Shinzo, 15 out to 21. Favourite uh, maintains its place there at $4. And, of course, Legazo, the big mover there. And getting back to that EPL, I found it.
16: Mm-hmm.
21: Uh, Tottenham-Chelsea, so this will be a good match. Tottenham faves there at two fifty. Uh, draw three twenty-five and Chelsea two dollars ninety.
0: And also the Scottish League Cup final on tomorrow morning. Rangers and Celtic. Go Rangers. Hey, so thanks so much, Jared. We'll talk next week. See you guys. There's Jared Daffy talking all things the world of odds coming up next. We'll talk to Phil Moss very shortly. Do you follow Scottish football?
2: Uh, Ray, I can't sit here and tell you a fib. No, I don't. I mean, I keep an eye on Ange Coglu. Yeah, I enjoy Celtic the Premier now. League.
0: So you going for Celtic tonight? Oh, tomorrow morning. Uh,
2: yeah, doesn't yeah. really bother me to be honest with yeah. you, Ray. And that's not disrespectful. I just don't follow the, uh, the Scottish soccer. Nah, fair enough, soccer.
0: yeah. Our next guest, Will, because he loves his football worldwide. Phil Moss is on the line. Good morning, Mossy. Um, Rangers or Celtic?
26: <laughs>
0: You're an Ange man. Well, it's,
26: lucky, yeah. it's lucky I follow the football race, because I can't rely on Bulldog to tell me what's happening overnight, can <laughs> do I? You think,
2: do you think the people in Edinburgh follow the NRL?
26: Oh, you never know.
2: Right. I'll be, there, be one in a
26: thousand. A, uh, has there ever been a Scottish player in the... Uh, in the NRL, oh, a couple but, here. And but there. Rangers
0: and Celtic's different, Dino. That's like huge. This is one of the great sporting rivalries.
26: Yeah, this is not a game of football. This mm. is a religion. It is. Over but, it. Uh, yeah. Like, Before oh, we go oh, on, was, how was the
2: big sports breakfast lunch on Friday? So you're up there on stage having a couple of beers. It was a good afternoon.
26: Yeah, it was. It was great, fantastic, and out there at uh, the yeah, the well, your, your absence was noted. Um, that's for sure. But uh, mate, catching up with our listeners. Um, like face to face and having a chat with a few of them who, you know, often send in text messages and things and interact with us when we're when we're in the studio. Just fantastic, really good to uh, to connect with them again. I haven't been to one since before COVID, um, mm. so it was just great to be there. What a what a, a venue! The new stand out that ran just yeah. brilliant. I tell you yeah. what,
0: Mossy and our listeners—they are our best researchers and um, they let us know when things are awry. And the quiz, as usual, has inflamed our listeners to the point where we've been inundated with with text saying what the hell is going on. It was a rort this morning, Mossy.
26: Who's getting the blame? Raise right? it. You. Oh, who do you think?
0: No, I got rorted no. this morning.
26: <laughs> I got, I <laughs> no, one no,
2: bag, no one bags a male version of Mother Teresa next to me. <laughs> oh, Jesus.
0: Hang on, hang on. You, hang on, Ray, you, you want Ray, to make a
26: Ray bet? Is, <laughs> Ray is radio's version of Bambi, you reckon? <laughs>
0: nah, <laughs> sadly.
26: But,
0: uh, <laughs> we must see Ailey. Yeah.
2: What's happening? The Wanderers, the wanderers flex their muscle in you. the Western Sydney yeah. Derby.
26: Yeah, they did. But just before that, just to answer Ray's question, Celtic for me. Um, I, I just think andrew has got them humming. Um, they're in a great place to uh, to lift the, the Scottish League Cup. And uh, wouldn't that be a, another feather in his cap as his star uh, just continues to to rise over there in um, in Europe, and I, I don't mean just Scotland. I, I actually mean Europe. You know, he's uh, he's definitely headed for uh, for bigger things. With all due respect to Celtic fans, I, I just see him in a uh, a bigger league um, in the not too distant future. EPL? I don't hear really rush there, but EPL? Yeah, look, yeah, I, th- I think that's probably the obvious first mm. move. But um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, if Ange was the type to, to go against public opinion and end up in Spain or Italy or, okay. yeah. you know, something like that, you just have know an with Ange. He's, um, you know, he, he just loves a challenge and, and loves a good project. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Celtic to me. But uh, let's go back to Bulldog's question or statement on the um, Western Sydney Wanderers. They were fantastic last night. They were aided by a very, very early red card to MacArthur. Uh, Craig Moon was sent off for a, um, for a challenge in the sixth minute. So MacArthur were down to 10 men. After just six minutes, and um, Western Sydney Wanderers, it's not always easy to play ten men, but they uh, took advantage really well, um, scored some good goals. Uh, I'm sure Marco Rodan will be uh, delighted with the um, with the performance. Um, if not, maybe a tinge of uh, frustration that they did four 0 Okay, so that's a that's a good result. There's no doubt, but um, maybe he would have liked to have just really gone for the gone for the jugular and knocked up a few more goals.
0: Yeah, hey, Mossy, Melbourne City showed why they're on top. 3-2 against Sydney FC. And Western United 3-Newcastle, one big win for them away.
26: Yeah, it was. And I, I commentated that game, the Newcastle-Western United game. And uh, Western were clinical. Uh, mm. Newcastle had enough statistics behind them to, to get something out of the game. But they weren't clinical in front of goal. Western were big, big three points for Johnny Allewiski. And, um, yeah, that game down in, um, in Melbourne, I didn't see it because it was on at the same time uh, that I was commentating. But, um, you know... I think if you if on the surface, if you go down to Melbourne City and, and lose three-two, it's not a it's certainly not a disgrace. It's mm. not a, a bad loss. Um, but uh, yeah, McLaren with a double in the fifth and the thirtieth minutes, Tilio uh, chipped in with one in the thirteenth minute, and then um, Robbie Mack and uh, Cabal uh, scored for um, Sydney FC. Cabal with that late late goal in the ninety-sixth minute.
2: Now Mossy over in the EPL, Arsenal and Man City win overnight.
26: Yes, they did. Um, look, Man- Manchester City were emphatic. Um, they were dominant. Um, Arsenal um, certainly did enough to get the uh, to get the points. Um, One 0 over Leicester City. Actually, there was a nutmeg on uh Harry Sutter for the um, for the go- for the, the goal that Arsenal scored out wide. So it wasn't the final action in the goal, but um, Harry again played ninety minutes uh, exceptionally good. He-, he settled into the like a hand in a glove, uh, done exceptionally well. Uh, but Arsenal, that was a big, big win for Mikel Arteta. Uh, just to keep uh, Manchester City at bay, but um, Manchester City were, were way too good for Bournemouth, uh, winning 4-1. As we
0: mentioned earlier, Liverpool dropped points away at Crystal Palace. Nil all there. For Leeds, fans must-win game. They got the three points, 1-0 against Southampton.
26: Yeah, they did. First game in charge for Javi Garcia. Um, The new manager, who uh, listeners may remember from Watford uh, a few years ago, three and a half years ago, he left uh, Watford uh, for taking them to their best ever EPL finish and the FA Cup final 2019. Uh, But they had a poor start to the following season and uh, he went on his merry way. He's back in the Premier League. Um, Just reading some comments from Leeds players, uh, very promising because they wanted someone you know, he knew the Premier League, wasn't new to it. Um, and they obviously know the success he had at a club like Watford a few years ago. So, um, you know, it looks as though this might be a very good appointment for Leeds. And it started well mm. uh, with that 1-0 win over Southampton.
0: Hey, Moss, we've got to mention the Matildas. They won the Cup of Nations. And also the Socceroos. This is huge. They get to play England at Wembley.
26: Yeah, brilliant, Ray. I know we're a bit pressed for time, so I'll be quick on this one. But great timing for the Matildas to win that Cup of Nations. You can see the confidence and the the smiles on the faces uh, lifting that piece of silverware just ahead of the home World Cup. And they'll play England, actually, in April, I believe, in England, um, the the Matildas. So uh, good warm-up for the World Cup. And the Socceroos, no one will forget the, uh, the game where we beat them 3-1. Mm. Uh, England over there in England. Um, Harry Kuehl scoring a couple, but this time it's a whole new level. It's going to Wembley, um, yeah, the massive. home of football. Yeah. So that'll be a huge, huge game. All those Osnes over there in England um, will be licking their lips in anticipation for this
0: one. You imagine that. Mossies, multi? Yep, let's go. Melbourne mm. victory into
26: Perth glory into Spurs. So Melbourne victory to beat Adelaide this afternoon in the original derby mm-hmm. uh, in Melbourne. Into Perth to beat Brisbane away. Both teams uh, in the headlines uh, for all the wrong reasons this week. Uh, Brisbane changing coaches. Perth uh, apparently a training ground bust up between coach and player, which was exaggerated. Um, into Spurs to beat Chelsea. Chelsea and all sorts. Graham Potter is hanging on to his job by a thread. Um, and I I think Spurs can take advantage at home. So Melbourne victory into Perth, into Spurs.
0: Hey, Mossy, brilliant as always. Um, Thanks for that, and we'll talk next Sunday.
26: Thanks, guys. Take care.
0: There's Phil Moss talking the world of football. Here's the news.
7: Hello, I'm Sarah Womby. U.S. President Joe Biden is warning America would respond if China helped arm Russia in the war with Ukraine. Our U.S. correspondent, Jonathan Kersley. For about a week, the U.S. has been claiming it has information China is
20: considering providing lethal military assistance to Russia. In an interview with ABC America, U.S. President Joe Biden said he didn't anticipate a major initiative from China, but was pressed on how he would respond if Beijing did help Moscow.
19: It would be the same line everyone else would have crossed. In other words, we we post severe sanctions on anyone who has done that.
18: So there would be serious consequences?
19: I'll let you characterize what they would be. We would respond.
20: The president also seemed to dismiss a proposal from China for peace in Ukraine. Meanwhile, France's president Emmanuel Macron is urging Beijing to help the West pressure Russia to end the war, saying he will visit China
7: in April. Concerns have once again been raised over Queensland's youth crime crisis. Yesterday, two teenagers aged 15 and 16 were charged with murder following the alleged stabbing death of a man in Underwood on Friday. Last week, tough new legislation being introduced to state parliament targeting the ongoing issue. Still in Queensland and a year on from the devastating Ipswich floods and recovery projects are still in motion around the city. More than 600 homes and 300 businesses went under in one of the worst flooding events in recent history. So far more than $24 million has been spent on the recovery with over a third of the council's 415 clean-up projects now completed. But Ipswich Mayor Theresa Harding says there's still a long way to go. Well, we've got over
11: 400 projects. Look at our roads, our parks, and so on, and, and, and sporting clubs. Uh, we've done about 143 of those. We've had a, quite a few issues with supply chain as well in getting those skilled people. Uh, yesterday, council uh, agreed to spend nearly seven million dollars to fast-track uh, some of that work.
7: The extraordinary life of the late Dame Olivia Newton-John will be remembered at a state memorial service in Melbourne this afternoon. Dame Olivia passed away in August last year after a 30-year journey with breast cancer. Entertainment reporter Richard Wilkins says it'll be an emotional event.
17: John, her husband and Chloe, her daughter, are going to be there and they'll be speaking. That
19: will be extremely emotional. There'll also be Uh, People talking about her work uh, with the hospital that there's her name. What a legacy that is right there. Just incredible. Um, And
16: I've been asked to say a few words uh, sort of on behalf of the industry.
7: More than 12,000 people have marched in Sydney's Mardi Gras last night and the Prime Minister is one of them. The event drew a crowd of 300,000. Anthony Albanese became the first sitting PM to walk in the parade. He says he won't be the last.
0: It's unfortunate
24: that I am the first, but this is a celebration celebration of modern Australia. We're a diverse, inclusive Australia and that's a good
7: thing. Also in news, a woman and her mother have become the first in Australia to undergo a uterus transplant and a team of rescue personnel have returned home to Australia after helping Turkey recover from devastating earthquakes. This is Air Air News. <laughs> In the Super Rugby Pacific, the Hurricanes proved too good for the Queensland Reds in Townsville, winning 47-13. to Geordie Barrett says it's a great start to the season. And the Hurricanes
18: typically haven't started seasons too well, um, so it's great to get a win up here in Townsville. Uh, a young, confident group, so it's uh, going to keep the ball rolling.
7: That audio thanks to Stan Sport. In the other game, the Western Force have beaten the Rebels 34-27. To the Men's A-League, Sydney FC have gone down to Melbourne City 3-2, a magnificent and end-to-end goal from Marco Tilio and brace from Jamie McLaren helped City push ahead. Sky Blues coach Steve Corica says it's a game they shouldn't have lost. You can't leave
0: McLaren free in the box as well. He's the best striker in the, in the A-League. So, um, yeah, obviously sloppy start. Got into the game again. We got the goal back and then three minutes later we gave him another one. So,
7: disappointed. That audio thanks to Paramount+. Plus. The Wanderers thrashed MacArthur FC 4-0. Western United beat Newcastle 3-1 in A-league women's wins to Perth and Canberra. In the WNBL, the Perth Lynx have beaten the Bendigo Spirit 99-78. Melbourne too good for Canberra 103-95. And Daniil Medvedev has beaten Andy Murray 6-4-6-4 in the Qatar Open final, while Balbora Krachikova upset world number one Iga Swiatek 6-4-6-2. In the Dubai Championships singles final. Australian Independent Radio News.
6: Sometimes the Bulldogs are everything. That's forward. And sometimes online dating is everything. Mm, that's forward. So, whenever footy is everything, get the footy you want with 17 Bulldogs games exclusive to Fox League available on KO.
20: G'day, it's Sean Garlick here from Garlo's Pies. The best thing about our pies is the deliciously flaky pastry on top a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling which is bursting with flavour. Plenty of flavours to choose from, like lean beef, curry beef, sausage rolls, We even have junior pies that you can give to the whole family. Find us in the Coles and Woolworths chilled meals section. And if you can't find us, ask for us by name. Galo's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. Team
25: Teal is back and Tab is teaming up with the harness racing industry and Women Can to help raise awareness and much needed funds for ovarian cancer research. So from February 1 to March 15, Rain's women will wear the team teal colored driving pants and every time a female driver wins a harness race in Australia, Tab will donate $200 to Women Can. Visit the team teal website to donate today.
21: Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1-800-858-858.
15: There's a new place to get it all on tap. And it's in your pocket. The TAB app has live racing. Touchdowns. Downtowns. The beautiful game. Australia's biggest game. Our other biggest game. A bit of this. This. Oh, come on, ref. And this. For racing and sport on tap download the tab app gamble responsibly gamblers help 1-800-858-858
17: HQ insurance have exclusively teamed up with the world's leading insurance brand in Berkshire Hathaway to offer their clients more options including reimbursement for post-mortem costs be sure insure with HQ
7: on the big sports breakfast interstate weather
0: Sydney today, mostly sunny and 30 degrees. Melbourne, partly cloudy and 24. Brisbane, partly cloudy, a top of 30 as well. Over in Perth, sunny and 35. Adelaide, partly cloudy, a top of 24 degrees. Hobart, some showers about and 20 degrees. Rain for Darwin and 28. And in Canberra, mostly sunny and 30.
4: Everyone on their
5: feet. Stuff of boyhood dreams. Listen to that crowd roar.
1: And now, overnight scores, expert comment, and controversy on the big sports breakfast weekend.
0: And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Final hour, very shortly, Phil Buds Rothfield will join us. Tanya with the sports update and Brad Arthur will come on a little later in this hour to talk about the opening round of the NRL and Parramatta's first game against Melbourne Storm at Combank on Thursday night. Dino, I jinxed us by saying let's try and get through a quiz without any controversy because that's exactly what has happened Our text messages have lit up. The phone hasn't stopped ringing. Producer Steve and Tanya have made an executive decision. Not only have you got a slap on the wrist, Michael gets a second chance next week, and our listeners have given it to us, Dino.
2: Well, there's one here with no name. Ray, I thought Sully Mullick was a cheat, but Dean is going down (laughs) a slippery slope. Let me make this point very clear right now, Ray. (laughs) To everyone in this studio and everyone out there listening... (laughs) No one saw where that coin landed except me. Producer Steve
0: said he had a glance no, no, at it. It
2: went behind my uh-huh. computer bag. So only I know. So everyone was ready <laughs> to jump into me, but only I know. Do you reckon- so let's keep that very, very prominent in our minds. Oh, okay. And reckon- I said it was heads.
0: Do you reckon Mark from Tumut laced his little message on Text with a bit of sarcasm. What did he say? He goes, how was the quiz a stitch-up? Any league fan should know that Cameron Sorraldo is an Italian rugby league legend. <laughs> <laughs> and really, does the name Sorraldo sound anything but Italian?
2: What a shame from Butterham. He says, well, Bulldog, you did say no more Mr. Nice
0: Guy. Ah, good point, Shane. Well played. It's best to keep the quiz close <laughs> You're obviously worth more money. Oh, Dino, how about what about
2: that, eh? KTR Tex? And he didn't mm-hmm. think it funny. He said the quiz is a joke. That clown bulldog <laughs> might think it's funny, but it isn't. KTR, <laughs> lighten up! Oh, it's Sunday morning. Well, Michael, it's a joke.
0: Poor old Michael doesn't think it's a joke. Well, he's <laughs> he back next week, isn't he? Up. Yeah, actually, Paula from Balgala wanted to know what the other two questions were. They weren't easy either.
2: Hey, I don't make the questions. I something just read
0: it. Something like, them. Um, how many Save Origin games did Belme coach for New South Wales? Multiple choice. It was Easy. 9, 12, 15. How many was it then? Nine. How'd you know that? Oh, you read the question. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and what was the last one? It was just as hard. But how anyway. many scrums have there been since 1908? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we better go to our next guest because Buzz will know exactly what we're going through here. Buzz, good morning. I don't know if you heard the quiz, Buzz, but one of the all-time great controversies.
19: Yeah, they're questioning your integrity, Bulldog, are they?
0: How or? dare they? Oh,
2: well... I'm a senior journalist no. in this town. I've been in this seat for 34 years, and all yeah, these I
19: blow-ins
6: are bagging I, me.
19: It's 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 I've disrespectful. Known you a, I've known you a long, long time, and How? I, I can bag you over many, many <laughs> things,
2: but you're as
19: honest as they come. How would you yeah. describe
2: my character in one word, Phil?
19: Character? Well, it depends what time of the day. <laughs> and whether you're
2: on air or off air. Yeah,
19: yeah. No, exactly. Can I pass on that question? Fair enough.
2: Please?
21: Fair
0: enough. Yes. Oh, dear. How are you, yeah. Buzz? Are you excited? Very exciting is the point. Oh. countdown, eh? Four sleeps, Buzz. Let's go straight to it. Um, your homework for the week. I know you've given it before, but we just wanted your absolute final thoughts. The top eight minor premiers, Premiers and Dallium.
19: Well, the top eight I had to do uh, late last year for my uh, columns over Christmas. Um, so, look, I've got the roosters on top, panthers second, storm third, then the rabbit Then I've got manly fifth, cowboys, eels and sharks. Mm. And uh, I, I've been... I took a bit of a stab with Manly early, but they've been terrific in the trials. They're over the Pride Jersey drama. They've got smiles on their faces. Seabold and Flanagan are doing a good job. They're going to bring these kids through a bit quicker than Desi used to. And Yeah, I'm, I'm confident they can make a minor premiership. I think the Roosters, it's interesting I'm doing a column tomorrow. And um, I've had a, some help with Brent Reed, and we valued every player in the competition. And, and the Roosters, no question, have the most valuable roster. Mm. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I'm tipping them to go all the way this year, although their trial form hasn't been great. Now, um, you asked for Wooden Spoon.
16: Mm-hmm.
19: Um, I, I've picked the bottom four. Um, I've got the Knights there. I've got the West Tigers there. I've got the Dolphins and I've got the Warriors. So if you were pressing me, I'd probably say the, um, the Warriors or the Dolphins. Um, one of those two. Um, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a lean uh, season for those two organisations.
0: And Dally M, Buzz?
19: Daly M, am going to go a bolter here and I'm going to go to Latrell Mitchell. Because while Latrell is an absolute superstar, he hasn't normally had the consistency week in, week out a challenge for this sort of award but look i I know he's come back fit than he's ever been i know he had his drama in canberra but i'm just hearing he's in a great frame of mind that um yeah he's a chance of doing it we Mm. all know on his day there is not a more sort of explosive fullback i know teddy does it more regularly and Dylan Edwards is a great player, and so is Tommy Turbo. But I just think this guy, on his day, is potentially the number one player in rugby league. So you'd probably get a decent price to at to win that award.
2: Mm. Buzz, I haven't given mine yet. I was going to wait to your segment. So I'll just zip through my top eight. I've got uh, Roosters on top. I've got Roosters in order, Souths, Penrith, Parramatta, Sharks, Cowboys, Storm. Raiders, like you though, Buzz, I had to give these to the Daily Telegraph uh, a while back. So I have to now stick with it. I can't just keep changing. Obviously, the Raiders got some injuries now and Manly is looking good. But look, I won't chop and change. I'll stick with it. Roosters I've got as Premiers. I think it will be the first time we see a Roosters... Rabbitoh's grand final, which could go- be unbelievable.
0: One of our listeners has texted in. He said, Will we, as Gordon from Urimba, will we see the Roosters take on the Rabbits in grand final? Do you think it'll happen, Dino?
2: Well, pre yeah. prediction, yes. Wooden spoon bars, I can't go past the Dolphins. You know, I think they're going to struggle in their first year, like most yeah. clubs do. I've got Nathan Cleary. It's a bit cliche, but if he's fit and he plays 85% of the games, he'll win that. And my Origin prediction, I think that the Blues can claim back the title uh, 2-1. Of course, game one down there in Adelaide before we go to Brisbane. And then the third match on July twelfth in Sydney. So our top eights aren't too far apart there, Buzz.
19: Yeah, and with Origin, with Turbo, hopefully, and Luttrell available this year, I I think you're right. I I think we could potentially beat them 3-0. The other prediction I love doing is the Rookie of the Year. And I just want to mention the kid at Penrith. His name is Isaiah Longy. They call him Izzy Longy. Um, he's a freak. He can play in the halves. He can play hooker. He can play fullback. I guarantee you're going to see some of, of him in first grade this year. And if, and uh, he's my tip to be up there in Daly and Metal Night as the Rookie of the Year.
2: Buzz, I enjoyed your column as always today. Plenty in there. You mentioned about the Dragons, the massive issues they have with ill-discipline going back to the COVID barbecue fiasco in 21. Where are St George Illawarra at this very moment on and off the field?
19: Well, I'll tell you what. James Graham said something really interesting the other day. And as much as their culture is a massive problem, the person who continually leaks... Damaging stories, and I believe it's a player at St. George Illawarra, is the real problem there. Look, I'm not defending the players one little bit, what Junior Ramon has been charged with, reckless, grievous bodily harm and destroyed damage and stalking, etc. Look, and, and there are only allegations at this stage, and you have a couple of players having a stink in Mudgee, 6 a.m not a good look you've got Francis Milo front in court charged with stalking and intimidating a
2: woman the, the, the clubs a disgrace mm. Buzz, can I interrupt you because it's a really fascinating story do you believe there's a leak
3: Gee, yeah, do, I do. do you know I do. who it is
2: and I know you well, won't well, name him publicly but do you hold do on. you have a name
3: yeah
19: I, I do I have a I, I suspect I know who the person is, and I'm I, because I'm not 100% sure, I'm not going to name Of it. course, I don't expect but you to, but you know of somebody players, you think. A couple of players at 6am have a shouting match. Who else was around at that time, other than the players? A few of the players, and maybe a couple of officials. Had to get out by Monday. Mm. And that's... Everything at St. George Illawarra gets leaked.
2: But it's well, almost sabotage, Buzz. The what's the point of it, Buzz? What's the point of it,
0: Buzz? Yeah. What's the point of it? Because it, it it just brings your whole club down, your whole teammates down, everything you're, you're training and striving for. Oh,
19: no. I know. I, I I can't understand it. But look, mm. you can't. You know, you can't just cover over the fact that there has been a lot of drama there. But these other little incidents that keep having the fight they had at training. Um, Zach Lomax and one of the other boys, that was straight out
0: too. Video of it. It could be a long it, year it, Long year for the Dragons, Buzz.
19: Mm. Uh, you know what? You look at their side and I'm just looking for a bit of paper and you and you rate some of their play On paper, mate, they're not the worst team in the comp. Mm. They're a really good football side. They have got Benny you, you Hunt. They've got a million-dollar halfback Mm. in Ben Hunt. They've got Zach Lomax who can play. They've got Moses Sewell who can play. They've got really hard-nosed middles. Guys like uh, Blake Laurie. Jack DeBellin came good towards the end of the year. Look at their edges. Jack Bird, Jaden Sewer. It's not the worst football side going around. Mm. Mm. And if they can get some confidence early, if they can pull their heads in, if they can shut down this league, I think they're going to do. I haven't got them in my bottom four. Put it that way. Okay. And if they get a bounce of the ball, I can see them ninth or tenth.
0: Fair enough. Hey, which Buzz. It mightn't
19: be enough to save Hawk, but anyway.
0: No, I understand you. Hey, Buzz. Also in your column today is a compelling read about Liam Knight.
19: Yes. Look, I want to uh, give this guy a huge wrap. Liam Knight has had all sorts of struggles with alcohol and more recently prescription um, drugs since he was taken out in a horrible cannonball tackle last year and he really got to a, a dark period in his life and and he turned to binge drinking was off and out partying for three days wherever there was something on he'd go out and what I really really admire about this man is his bravery his courage To go into raw detail a blow-by-blow description of what actually happened and the fact that after all these years and and um, his problems in the past have been well documented that he's put his hand up he rang his coach jason demetrio who was outstanding in the way he handled it he met him within an hour of the phone call They brought Blake Solly into the equation. They organised 28 days in a Leichhardt rehab facility that specialises in gambling, alcohol, drugs. And he's now eight weeks away from making a really, really inspirational comeback. And he didn't have to tell this story. South, um, South were quite open about it. I spoke to his manager and I spoke to Liam. I met him last monday um, and we chatted and um he's a really really special fellow who's had a tough upbringing um he lost his mum to cancer when he was five years of age and he still obviously thinks about her all the time and tries to inspire her you know from above and yeah I, i just wish him well I think it was 2019, 2020 Bulldog. He was playing great football under Wayne Bennett, the Rabbitohs, And there's no doubt he's 27 years of age when most props are maturing and finding their best form with experience that he can come back and make a real mark in this NRL
2: premiership. Every time I've spoken to Liam Knight-Buzz, he's been exceptionally well-mannered, respectful, polite. So whatever challenges he's had, I certainly... Wish him all the best for the future.
19: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing, Pup, with NRL players. They all come from different backgrounds and uh, some have had tougher upbringings than others. You know, the Blake Ferguson story's been well told. And a, a lot of these boys do get in the strike and it takes them longer than others to uh, get in a position where they want to be. But I, I'm so happy for this guy and applaud his courage.
2: Buzz, interesting piece in your Watch the Buzz column this morning about Channel 9's concerns over Wayne Bennett's Dolphins. Just take us inside that story.
19: Yeah, well, every club, um, no club can get more than 12 free-to-air games on television. And the Dolphins, because they're in the new market in Brisbane and both networks, Fox and Nine, want to cash in on their Brisbane audience, they've been given 12 free-to-air games, same as the Broncos but nine are really, really concerned about the depth of their squad, just like everyone else in rugby league. So nine of their 12 games are in the first 14 weeks, so we're going to be seeing a lot of them. Um, I think this is understandable. Uh, They haven't been able to land the marquee play they wanted. They're going to lack depth. Herbie Farnsworth will help, but not till next year. Hopefully they'll... They're they're still two million under the cap, dog, and, and three or four players off finalising their 30-man roster so yeah we'll see a lot of them early but not at the back end you'll have to watch Fox Sports.
0: Yeah fair enough hey Buzz on a sad note um, Gary Manning one of uh, a person that we know well and um, a a legendary punter particularly in the Greyhound uh, area sadly passed away from cancer at 73 late last week. What a great man. Did you know Milton Ray? I did, yeah, and and know his wife very well, Julie, and uh, they've got a good horse at the moment called Zoo Tiger, which is going well. I saw Julie about three weeks ago and she told me Gary was facing a a real battle and uh, very sad news.
19: Yeah, very sad news, mate. A wonderful fellow. I grew up as a young journo while uh, Gary was uh, riding greyhounds for the Sun and for News Corp and Mm. Jeff Collison told a couple of terrific stories today. Look, Gary was dead set the best judge of a greyhound mm, mm. than anyone, and he could go on runs. And I remember when I was a kid, he was driving the Mercedes when most journos <laughs> were driving clapped out old cars, you know.
16: Mm.
19: Um, but the Pigeon told a great story. There was one period he was going so well, and we were paid in cash those days. Gary didn't bother going to pick his pay up for three months.
16: <laughs> didn't need <So> anyway, it. <laughs> the pay
19: off The pay office, ringing him and say, "Mate, can you come and get your pay? We're not a bank here." (laughs) And um, very, very generous person. If anyone needed a snip, which quite often happens on a racetrack, he was a soft touch. Mm. He always, he'd never say no to anyone. And as Jeff said, he's probably passed. Um, very sadly passed with a lot of people owing you money, but that's what wouldn't, Gary wouldn't worry him
0: You yeah, wouldn't worry him, yeah.
19: And but, made a massive, massive Parramatta Reels fan, would often drive from Foster mm-hmm. to Combank Stadium to watch him play, and may he rest in peace, a really great fella.
0: He was, yeah. Pidge told me a great story. I, I probably won't mention the club, but one night at a Greyhound meeting, the tote couldn't pay him. He won that much money, they ran out of money to pay him. So it was legendary. Is that right, mate? Yeah, it was a great story. Pidge should write another book, I reckon, Buzz. Yeah, he could. He uh, could, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Hey, Buzz, four more sleeps to go. Can't wait. I'll text you from Combank Thursday night, Buzz. Oh, will you now? <laughs> I want
19: a selfie too,
0: mate. Oh, I'll, I'll get one of 10. you in know, an Eels jumper for you. Yeah,
19: right
0: mate. <laughs> okay. Can't wait for it. Thanks so much, Buzz. You and,
19: enjoy you enjoy your little break
2: too, Bulldog. Thanks, Busby. Appreciate that. Yeah, Thank he's you. he's got a
0: week off, yeah. Thanks so okay, much, Buzz. Guys. You taking a little week off? Dino? Yeah, just a quick yeah. little break before the season. Yeah, you had a long summer, obviously. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah, so. yeah, it's been difficult at times. Exactly. We won't go there. We'll take a quick break and coming up next 10 with a sports update.
2: Gil
5: Gilgandra 87.6 FM, Goulburn 94.3 FM, Byron Bay 87.6 FM, and Sydney 1017 AM. This is Sky Sports Radio, your racing and sports leader.
6: Sometimes the rabbitos are everything.
11: Oh, that's high!
6: And sometimes bungee jumping is everything.
25: <sighs> oh. That's high.
6: So, whenever footy is everything, get the footy you want with 11 Bunnies games exclusive to Fox League, available on KO.
3: Now is the time to get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere, for all your summer workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka and Steel Blue with a huge range of shirts, shorts, boots and high-vis. Plus, check out our lightweight workwear to keep you cool this summer. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear, Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop summer workwear shop.
20: G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. The best thing about our pies is a deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling which is bursting with flavour. Plenty of flavours to choose from, like lean beef, curry beef sausage rolls. We even have junior pies that you can give to the whole family. Find us in the Coles and Woolworths chilled meals section. And if you can't find us, ask for us by name. Galo's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat.
25: Team Teal is back. And Tab is teaming up with the harness racing industry and Women Can to help raise awareness and much needed funds for ovarian cancer research. So from February 1 to March 15, Rain's women will wear the Team Teal colored driving pants, and every time a female driver wins a harness race in Australia, Tab will donate $200 to Women Can. Visit the Team Teal website to donate today.
21: Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1800 858 858.
15: The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend, a sports update with Tanya Thomas.
11: Round one, Super Rugby Pacific last night and traditionally not great starters to a season. The Hurricanes, they easily beat the Reds in Townsville 47-13. Western Force 34 beat the Rebels 27 and earlier the Blues 60 over the Highlanders 20. Fiji drew a 36, Moana Pacifica 34. In Six Nations, England 20, Wales 10 and Ireland 34-20 over Italy. Champion Animo won the eighth Group 1 race of his career with his outstanding performance yesterday in the Chipping Norton Stakes at Royal Randwick. Animo is now hot favourite to win his final two Australian starts, the Rand Vet and Queen Elizabeth Stakes, before heading to England for his farewell race at Royal Ascot in June. The Annabel Nisham-trained Sunshine in Paris caused an upset with her win in the Group 1 Surround Stakes. At Sandown, three Group 1 races. The Gay Waterhouse Adrian Bott-trained Alligator Blood won the Futurity stakes, the Hayes trained Little Bros took out the Blue Diamond and Queensland sprinter Uncommon James won the Oakley Plate. Still with racing and 16 horses arrived at Canterbury Quarantine yesterday ahead of the championships in April. Five for trainer Joseph O'Brien, four for William Haggis and the other seven going to Australian trainers. And Japanese horse Pan Thalassa, led all the way to win the $20 million Saudi Cup overnight, relegating trainer Bob Baffert's horse Country Grammar, ridden by Frankie Dettori, to second place for the second straight year. The Battle of the West turned into an A-League men's hammering last night with the Wanderers defeating MacArthur 4-0. It was the Wanderers' first win from their last seven matches, the victory possibly saving them from dropping out of the top six. Melbourne City 3 beat Sydney FC 2 and Western United 3-1 over Newcastle. It was the final day of pre-season training last night in Bahrain before the start of the new Formula One season, which begins there next week. It was a frustrating day for Aussie Oscar Piastri, debuting for McLaren with plenty of mechanical problems and discussions with engineers about seating issues in the cockpit. However, Charles Leclerc and Ferrari recorded the fastest lap, closely followed by Mercedes George Russell, then Philippe Dragovic in Aston Martin, testing teams Uh, Testing times aren't a great indicator of the season ahead as world champ Max Verstappen finished down the timesheets yet oozed plenty of confidence in the Red Bull. Australia plays host South Africa in the final of the Women's T20 Cricket World Cup at Newlands in Cape Town tonight or early tomorrow morning. The Aussie girls are chasing a sixth straight World Cup title. Meanwhile, across the ditch, ominous signs for Australia looking ahead to the Ashes starting in June with England killing it in New Zealand. It's now day three of the second test in Wellington and the home side is just all out for 209 in reply to the POMs, eight for 435 declared. And what are they going to do, Ray? Still,
0: still waiting on word to see if England enforce the follow on, but 10 a- and a Broad's taken the last four weeks. It's Anderson took three, the two veterans of turning back the clock. Jeez, I think we're in trouble in the Asians. <laughs> yes.
11: Let's hope we get to day four because yeah. that's where our tickets are. Yeah, well, it would be book. disappointing if they oh, don't get shatty. there.
0: Yeah, one chance anyway. But You'll have tears. I'll have, have take to take some
11: Kleenex. <laughs> okay. Australia play Kazakhstan this afternoon in a men's basketball Asian World Cup qualifier in Melbourne. Meantime, the Kings and New Zealand Breakers remain in training for the start of the NBL Championship Series. Best of five, game one Friday night at Kudos Bank Arena in Sydney.
0: England have forced the follow-on, oh, okay. so New Zealand but going back Send out to back to try and save the Test match. Sorry, team.
11: Crystal Palace has won its first home points against Liverpool in nine years, holding the Reds to a nil or draw this morning in English Premier League. In other games, Everton nil, Aston Villa 2, Leeds 1, Southampton nil, Leicester nil, Arsenal 1, West Ham 4, Not Forest nil, Bournemouth 1, Man City 4. And after surviving five match points to make it to the final of the Qatar Tennis Open, Andy Murray was beaten in said final 6-4-6-4 by Daniel Medvedev. While world number one, Iga Swiatek was beaten in the final of the Dubai Tennis Championships 4-6-6-2 by world number 30, Barbora Krejcikova. Wow, oh, got beaten. Gee. Yes, she did. Mm. Just on the child prodigy vein that we've been talking about this morning, was having a conversation about a week and a half ago with the mother of Claire Polkinghorn. Because I'm fascinated with, as a parent, how do you deal when you have a child who is known from an early age, is destined for success in the sport. Um, The commitments, the decisions that are to be made, dealing with coaches and federations... Um, you know, there's so much to consider. And Claire, at 16, represented at a national level in hurdles as well as excelling in soccer. Mm. So they had that decision that they had to make whether she would continue in athletics or, or head in uh, continue with the soccer. Um, but how does a parent help when your child has to deal with such stress, disappointment at a young age, whilst most most teenagers are being silly, having fun. You know, the most important thing in their life is who they're talking to or who's not talking to them. You Mm. know, I'm just fascinated with that. How do you deal with that? I I guess
0: you've got to be so strong of mind and just have that singular focus that you want to succeed in what you do. And sports people who make it to the top are driven, aren't they, Tan? They're just driven to to succeed and nothing gets in their way. But guess
2: too, guys, if your son or daughter is heading in that direction, Mm. you would assume that they are staying out of trouble. Yeah. If they're that driven in sport, they're training Mm. hard, they're going to the gym. Good point. So they're not out boozing. They're not out getting home late at two in the morning. So I guess there are some benefits behaviourally because you know they're heading in such a focused direction. Mm.
11: And that's in a physical physical sense. But what in a mental sense? You know, teenagers having just got through it, thank God. (laughs) Just got through it. It it. is hard. it It is hard for them. You know, there is so much... You know, pressure personally, socially for them to deal with uh, mm. these days. It, it, it truly is. Yeah,
0: and our parents cope with the financial aspects too. That's exactly That's right,
11: which um, just quickly just leads me to think of Yelena uh, Dockage. I recently just finished her autobiography, Unbreakable. And at 15, she beat world number one Martina Hingis in the first round at Wimbledon. At, Wimbledon. at 16, she mm. went from a wild card to the semi final at Wimbledon. She was beaten by Lindsay Davenport, only to come off the court, be berated, insulted, and abused by her father losing, for not being good enough and embarrassing the family. And Mm. I remember when Ash Barty won the Aussie Open in... um uh, last year and how Yelena was very emotional when talking about it because she could see the the, the support that um, Ash had behind her because Ash was always talking about her team yeah. and her parents. And I honestly believe if Yelena had um, a good family behind her and encouragement, she would have been a multi Grand Slam winner.
0: Yeah, absolutely. She's rebuilt her life and congratulations to her, but what she went through some of the things you told me, Tan, is horrendous. Reminds me of Aaron Krikstein. It's a great documentary about Jimmy Connors and Aaron Crickstein. He was going to be the next big thing in American tennis. And they mm-hmm. he was 17, I think. They clashed in a quarterfinal, and Jimmy Connors was like 38 or something. And all the crowd were behind Connors because it was like his last hurrah. And Krikstein lost by memory in four sets. But that wasn't just one match. That literally it, it, it tore his heart out. Because the crowd was against him. He couldn't cope with that pressure. He couldn't cope with the pressure being the next big thing. And he couldn't cope with losing to Jimmy Connors in that cauldron. And his whole career went off off track. So it's sort of sad. He had so much talent here in Crixton. Yeah,
11: it is. Yeah. I just thank God my son wasn't a good swimmer because having to get up at four o'clock every no, no, morning no, no. to take him to the pool <laughs> would have been That's tragic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I get up every four o'clock every morning. Most mornings, ten wake you up, so I'm sorry about that. Thanks, ten. Um Just repeating, England have enforced the follow-on there, so New Zealand have to try and bat to save their lives here, Dino.
2: Yeah, I'm actually a bit disappointed, the Kiwis, Ray. I thought playing at home, it's two sides pre-tournament you would think would match up fairly evenly, particularly mm-hmm. at home. But uh, the Kiwis fell apart in test number yeah. one, and now they have the follow-on enforced... In the second test. So, yeah, a bit disappointing for the Kiwis.
0: Just a couple of SMSs, Dino. Can you explain, and I think I know the answer to this, but I'll defer to you. Um, one of our uh, listeners has just texted in Mark from Fairfield. So, 24 games out of 81 free-to-air games will be the Broncos and the Dolphins. I know Queensland's a massive market, and for our Queensland <laughs> listeners, I'll be looking forward to it. But Mark's from Sydney and wants to know why the saturation? Well,
2: there's big market up there, mm. right? It's a Brisbane market. They can't have games in Brisbane and in Sydney at the same time because Fox Sports pay big money and all eight games must be at different time slots on different days. So the old days when you had two or three on at the same time, kicking off at three o'clock on a Sunday, long gone. So we're going to have to get the Dolphins into our lives. Let's hope they perform. But I do have fears, as I said last week, that the Dolphins are a year shy of being competitive.
0: Remember the old days when you'd sitting in Sunday afternoon at the footy and you're waiting around for the... Around the grounds. Or you did, if you didn't have a transistor radio or anything, you're waiting for the scores to be updated on the scoreboard and the and be, oh go around the crowd when someone hit the front or something.
2: Remember around the grounds and when there was an upset happening oh, and the yeah. whole crowd would go, ooh. Yeah, exactly.
0: What about when they throw to you, Dino? You had to call the last couple of minutes of a game.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you go doing that? Nah, not a problem. Mate. Got all the names wrong, but back then no one had television. So it's, no one knew. It's Bit like
0: the toss. A coin toss. A coin, to coin toss. No one actually knew. It's, it's a lot of SMSs, about to we'll get to them yeah, eventually. John's happens. on the line. John, good morning.
9: Yeah, good morning, Ray. How are you? Thanks for taking the call.
0: Thanks for waiting for us, John, too, mate. Yeah, just
9: just quickly, uh, I don't know whether anyone rang in about the younger players, or mm-hmm. the youngest players, but I was off the air for half an hour. But Dino's mate Laurie Daly was only going on 18 when
0: he played first yeah. grade. He was a teenager. He was. Yeah, John.
2: People forget, and I didn't really know this myself. Laurie came in in '88 and was a superstar by '89. But yeah. Laurie actually sat on the bench for the Raiders in the '87 Grand Final. Oh, it's the he? last yeah, Grand Final at the SCG. Manly won that game. Laurie didn't play, but he was actually he on the, the bench. At-
9: Mm. Yeah, Laurie was living with me then in Oh, right, wow. in Canberra I'm from Germany, I know a few places you met different things like Pryor Duck that we lost here a while back and his father Lance and I were great mates I how Laurie stayed with me when he first came over but anyway, there was him and the other one that no one's mentioned that I haven't heard was Dougie Walters
2: Oh,
0: the great Kevin Douglas yeah. He was 19, I think, wasn't he, John? When he played for Australia we might have I lost, think he was only nineteen. Yeah, I'm not I, th- 100% sure I think it. you're right, John. And I think um, even before Doug Walters, the youngest Australian Test cricket captain was Ian Craig. I think he was, he might have been twenty or twenty-one by memory, but he only played about six Tests. Dino, you know, when he was made captain of Australia? And um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll Google that and find out. Neville's on the line. Neville, good morning.
24: Yeah, morning, boys. How are we?
0: Terrific, Neville. What do you got for us, mate?
24: Um, I don't know if many people would be aware, but apparently that Matilda's game at McDonald Jones last week. Yeah. it um, There was 9,000 uh, the crowd was rated at. But up here in the Hunter Valley yesterday, there was a local sporting talkback show, and it was flooded with callers that just found it extremely hard to get tickets and tickets to the Western Grandstand. Now, there were people ringing up that were saying, they desperately wanted tickets because they wanted to take their nieces and nephews yeah. and whatnot. And they just couldn't get tickets. Now, you know, there's theories that, you know, they wanted to funnel everyone to the Eastern stand so that it looked like a big crowd. But there was actually one woman who was a member of football Australia and she just can't get any answers. She, she couldn't go. She couldn't get a ticket. And, and, she can't get answers out of Football Australia. Yes, right. email, That's phone terrible. Yeah.
2: I've just looked at the ground capacity. It holds 33,000, yeah, yeah. and you're saying 9,000 were yeah. in there.
24: And it's it's become a real talking point because, yeah, the, the people that were ringing in said it was just near on impossible
0: to, to get tickets. Wow. That's not good enough, is it, Dean? I can't work yeah. out why, though.
2: What, what, what is the reason behind this? We might make some phone calls about yeah. that. But I'm surprised, as I said, there's 24,000 empty seats there, so to speak. So it's most that's unusual that's that bizarre. they're turning people away when you're trying to you know build a sport like the Matildas are.
0: Yeah, no, and they are got a huge following now. And as we've seen, they've had to move one of their games later this year in the World Cup to to accommodate the, the, the crowd. So that doesn't seem right. It's very disappointing. Dino, we better take a quick break. Listen to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
5: Sky Sports Radio, number one in racing. Heard throughout the state, including Nambucca Heads, 88 FM, Wonka, 90.9 FM, Port Macquarie, 92.7 FM, and Coonamble, 87.6 FM.
6: Sometimes the Broncos are everything. Oh, that's a good kick. And sometimes spicy food (laughs) is everything. Oh, that's a good kick. So, whenever footy is everything, get the footy you want with 11 Broncos games exclusive to Fox League, available on KO.
25: Team Teal is back. And TAB is teaming up with the harness racing industry and Women Can to help raise awareness and much-needed funds for ovarian cancer research. So from February 1 to March 15, Reigns women will wear the Team Teal coloured driving pants. And every time a female driver wins a harness race in Australia, TAB will donate $200 to Women Can. Visit the Team Teal website to donate today.
21: Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858.
9: Bigger, mini,
21: money, and flower. You're the chosen. your screen, In a right grip.
10: Introducing the striking Kia range. Crafted with sleek and distinctive cues, the new Kia range is the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance, and quality design. My this is Kia.
11: Kia. Movement that inspires.
10: At Drummond Golf,
1: we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do.
20: Yeah, it's come off the face really well.
1: Someone who knows where you play and what you need.
20: Oh, yeah, looking good.
1: With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge.
20: Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip.
1: So if you want to improve your game, see a local expert at Drummond Golf.
12: Everton exposed a little Buendia, oh he's getting shot away here, it's Emmy Buendia, he's scored against Everton in all three of his games for Aston Villa, they've taken out the insurance of a second goal and after leaking goals galore lately, probably just as well.
0: Welcome back to the show. It's Aston Villa 2, Everton uh, nil. One of our listeners might have picked up, we might have given a wrong score earlier because Arsenal did defeat Leicester uh, 1-0, which was important because Arsenal stay in front, Manchester City also winning overnight. So Arsenal still have that two-point gap over Man City, but importantly have an extra game to go. Don from Carlton's chimed in. It's good good to hear from Don again, Dino. He says, "Hi, hey, Ray, the last five minutes has shown that you have a perfect radio partner. The next time that Dean's unavailable at State of Origin or whatever else you might go to, Dino, come on down, Tanya Thomas. Articulate, knowledgeable, and a great voice for radio. We can't get Tanya to do any more. She won't do any more.
2: She is very good, Ray. They punters
0: love her. Don from Carlton. Joins the queue? Exactly, yeah.
2: You're not going to try to get rid of me, though, are you?
0: No, of course not. Okay, no, just couldn't, checking. couldn't imagine doing the show without you. Our next guest couldn't imagine coming on the show if you weren't on it, and hopefully we'll get Brad Arthur up very, very shortly. Brad's there now. Brad, good morning. Morning, boys. here we going? Thanks for joining us, Brad. Well, the countdown's on, four sleeps to go, and all the preparations have been done. How is the team shaping up for Thursday night's clash with Storm?
27: Yeah, we're in today. Um, got a... Yeah, a, a our main session today and the boys are, um, you know, they've, they've come in this morning. They're nice and fresh. They're ready to go. They're excited. It's a new season. Um, everyone starts on zero. So, um, yeah, they're looking forward to, to getting out on the field. I think they've had enough of the pre-season training.
2: So mm. it's time to play. ABA, do you, are you a believer in premiership windows? And if you are, yeah, obviously you believe Parramatta's still in that window. But is it something you think about or is it just a, a media myth?
27: Yeah, I have done off if a media myth, but I mean, that I don't believe in it. Um, you know, I've been told for the last three years that we we're in our premiership window each year, and um, each year, you know, we manage to, to, to keep getting better, and that's all I can ask from this group at the moment, is they keep getting better. Um, we've trained well, our pre-season's been great in terms of the bar was, we started at a higher point, you know, so I feel like, you know, we're, we're going to start the season well, um, and then make sure we're, we're firing at the back end of the year, but... You need a bit of luck along the way. You need you know, make sure you're keeping your best players on the field.
0: Mm. Um,
27: and we've got some blokes that are new to our team that are looking for opportunity, and our job as coaches to, is to really improve them.
0: Speaking of keeping players on the field, is it possible to get an update on Sean Lane, Brad?
27: Um, yeah, he's probably... He's, he's had his op, and um, luckily he didn't have to have his jaw wide shut, So, um, but he's had a plate put in it, and he would um, probably be you know six, seven weeks.
2: Hey, BA, obviously a lot of people out there are talking about Mitchell Moses and his future. It's becoming quite tiresome, to be honest, but I guess everyone wants an answer, including you and the Eels. Can you give us any update as to where he's at?
27: Yeah, I, I don't have any idea, Dino. You know? um, look, as far as I'm concerned, he's... Mitchell, the way he's training and his mannerisms, is that you know he's happy. He wants to stay here. Um, he's just working through that with the club, and, and hopefully it gets done. Um, i would like that. You know, he's always said all the way through he wants to try and have it before kick-off, which is only a few days away. So hopefully it's it's sooner than later.
0: Well, you've locked in Dylan Brown. I know a lot of Eels fans are hoping you can lock in Mitchell Moses. Brad, last year's grand final loss is that used as? A motivating force do you discuss it do you even think back on it or as you said earlier you start every team starts from zero from round one how do you use last year's loss to learn from and, and go forward um
27: we haven't talked about it and i'm sure that the players there's enough motivation and drive for them that they got that you know they got so close but so far away from winning it um and all the hard work that, that took to, to get there, we haven't talked about it. I don't think we need to, and and hopefully we might be able to, you know, like, draw on it at the back end of the year um, if, if we're good enough to get to that position again. You know, there's certainly some things that we learnt from it, but they're no good to us in, in round one. Um, mm. So, at the moment, it's just making sure we start well, um, and, you know, we've got plenty of drive and motivation for that.
2: Hey, Brad, the last Eels side to win a comp was 86. It gets brought up all the time. I've yeah. Brought her up myself a million times, so I'm not trying to push it onto other journo's. But does the drought uh, annoy you in terms of the constant speculation? Do you use it as inspiration, or is it just something you don't even think about and it just doesn't enter your mind?
27: Yeah, you know, I, you know well, it, it gets talked about and we can't avoid it, and we have just got to. It's it's what it is, you know. Like, we, and we've got to embrace it um, in terms of our response. And all we can control is what you know, like the boys. However long the drought is, they haven't been part of that the whole time. They're, they're this period, and you know we're we're getting better each year, and we we're putting ourselves in a position where we are a chance. But there's 16 other very good football teams, all with the same mentality, trying to win it. So it's it's not easy. Mm. Um, and but we can't shy away from it. It's just what it is. But you know, like that can't be the motivating factor for us. Um, you know, it needs to be you know come from within, and there needs to be more want and drive than just you know to break a drought.
2: Hey, PA I'm just curious to ask you a left field question. What's the best and worst thing about coaching at NRL level?
27: Um, well, the best thing is, you know, seeing... Oh, obviously, I love winning um, and game day, but the, the best thing about coaching is just seeing, you know, players that come in and the ability to, to have a relationship with them that makes them, you know, better people and, and better players. And, you know, we pride ourselves on it at the club. That every player that's come here has got better, or we've we're able to keep in form, and and even the you know once we've we've they've left us, they've left here better players, worth worth more money, um, better people. So that that's the best part of it is you know helping improve players, and then the, probably the worst part of it is the tough conversations that you can't avoid and you have to have around team selection. You know that's that's hard. To, it's hard, but you just got to be honest. Um, but it's not nice having to take away the one thing that they train for every week mm. and they love, then, you know, and you're taking that away from them.
2: What about doing these kind of interviews? Where does that stand? <laughs> <laughs> They've got to be done, mate, haven't they? <laughs> you know what? We've got I'll...
27: fans out there, we've got people that pay our wages, so they need to, you know, we need to put time back into the game. Good comeback.
2: I'll give Brad an enormous rap here. A lot of yeah. coaches don't get back to you. Brad always gets back yeah. to you. He always rings back. He's always available. He's always polite. And I'm not peeing in your pocket, Brad, but you are a... A pleasure to deal with in terms of media
0: and coach. Well, he obviously, he gets it. Well,
27: yeah, yeah. Well, I just think it's you know it's part of our job. It's what we have got to do. You know, I prefer not to have to do it, do you know, to be, mm. be honest. But you know, like it's, that's what we get paid to do, and our fans and members want to know what's going on with their team.
0: Yeah, and when there's a full house at Combank, uh, Parramatta fans, there they they, are, they love their sport and they want to see a winning team. Uh, Brad, you mentioned earlier about uh, the want and the drive in the players. What have you seen over summer that suggests to you that it's there? and they really want this premiership um
27: just our starting point you know like each year our, the bar that that we start at is the levels higher so it allows us to you know like if they if they are comfortable or satisfied with what happened last year you know we would see that in their first week or second week of return you know and that's individually right across the, the whole group they all come back in a state that is good enough to probably nearly go out there and be able to play within a week's time you know so Anything we do from there is all um, improvement for them and you're not chasing your tail. So, you know, you see the, the hunger and the drive, not what they say, but, uh, you know, what they do and, mm. and not so much what they do here all the time. It's it's what they do away from here. that gets them ready to, you know, be at their best at training.
2: Hey, Brad, coaching obviously totally consumes you like it does every coach in the NRL, but what, what does Brad Arthur do away from football to, to chill out, to, to relax, to tr- just try to clear your head because it, it must yeah. be suffocating the game. What do you yeah, do to, 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 to try oh, to distance do yourself?
27: Dean, I don't do much. You know, like we, I, I enjoy going and watching our junior reps play, you know, which is more footy. Um, I've got a house up the coast, so, you know, in the summer, I'll try and get up there on a weekend every now and then. But, you know, when you've got you know, kids and they've got sport and different bits and pieces, there's always something going on. So, yeah, look, I, I love my job. I wouldn't. There's nothing I'd swap or trade for it. And if you know, if I had to work 24-7, seven days a week, I would. That's what it is. Uh,
0: Brad, on that theme, then, what about the pressure and, and scrutiny that comes with coaching such a high-profile club like Parramatta? How do you cope with that?
27: Um, yeah, look, it's, you know, when you sign up for coaching, you know exactly, um, you know, what the outcomes or the consequence, consequences are going to be of outcomes, and it's a result-driven Um, business so I'm I'm aware of that and the pressures that go of such a big club but also it has its benefits you know like everywhere you go every second person is a Parramatta supporter the support's excellent Um, you know they're disappointed when their team loses but they want to see them you know be um, show a bit of pride when they're they're playing in the jersey and that's what we ask from the boys but um, yeah look it's part of the job and I I embrace it and maybe early in my career tried to run and hide from it but Mm. you know we've we've got to be part of it and uh, we're a big community
2: Brad, I've just done a little bit of quick research on the run here. I think Brian Smith holds the record at Parramatta for 243 games coached. You're on, I think, 203. So it's an extraordinary performance for any coach in the modern era to get more than 200 games. I know there's Bennett and, and, and Hasler and Bellamy, but anyone who can get up to that amount of games must have an incredible resilience, the resilience that you obviously possess.
27: Oh, yeah. I've had to learn that along the way, but also I think the club has showed a lot of resilience. You know, because it wasn't—it was tough early, um, but they—we we played the long game, and you know I think over the last six years we've been in the in the finals for five of those, and three times made the top four. Yeah, we haven't won that comp yet, but you know, like if you're not in the top eight, you're not in the top four. You, you're not a chance. So mm. we're giving ourselves a chance. Um, but yeah, like I think the the club's got a big part to play in that. That you know we've got. Some stability in our playing ranks. We've got stability in the coaching ranks, um, and you know that all helps to strong performances. You know from week to week.
0: Yeah, Brad. Just finally, um, the countdown's on to Thursday night, and the season proper gets underway. Might be a difficult question for you to answer, but what would be a successful season for you at Parramatta this year?
27: Oh, look, it's it's very yeah. That's a tough question. You know, the answer you don't know what's going to happen from week to week, but. Um, you know, one thing that we want to make sure that we do really well this year there where we probably weren't great at last year was there were some games where you know, the boys come off the field and said you know we didn't turn up or we didn't get off the bus we i don't want that happening this year you know i'd much rather them say that you know i gave them the wrong plan or they didn't stick to the game plan or we got beaten by a better team but i certainly don't want us to be beaten on attitude because we didn't come ready to play you know we That's what they get paid to do, and we've got to come every week. So I want to make sure that when we come to games every week, our fans know exactly what they're going to get from this team. I
0: think that's a fair answer. Can't wait for Thursday night, Brad. Thanks so much for coming on this morning, and the very best of luck for season 2023. No worries, boys. Thanks very much. Thanks, Brad. There's Brad Arthur. Dino, we'd remiss of me um, not to throw to you at one stage four. very my important message. part
2: of the show, deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. Yes, I'm talking about Galo's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate. Garlo's pies are simply bursting with flavour, and there's heaps of flavours to choose from. Here's a thought, Ray. Take a note off from cooking and grab a garlo's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworths stores. And remember, we are located in pies by name. Garlo's pies, they're thin on pastry, but they're big on meat.
0: Dino, what's your Sunday night meal of choice? Um, well, normally
2: I'd be covering the footy, right? Mm. And they'd Is it generally... a Galo's
0: pie on the way home?
2: They'd, well, they're generally being a bit of Tucker in the press box. We're very lucky and very privileged. so. Oh, you fill up there? <laughs> well, I fill up there and I'd... You know, if I've lost on the pun on the Saturday, I might just slip a couple of pies in the old computer bag and eat them on the way home. Fair enough.
0: Coming up on Racing HQ with Simon Harrison, Melinda Turner will look at the meeting at Tamworth Day. That's the country championships qualifier at Tamworth. And Graham White will preview Queen Beane On Radio Tab, stand by for Past the Post. The Big Sports Breakfast is back tomorrow morning at 5.30. And if you would like to revisit any of today's show or interviews, go to Spotify or the podcast icon. on on your iPhone or Android. Four more sleeps, Dino, and we're underway again for season 2023.
2: Yep, cannot wait, right? Bring it on. And
0: surely Australia can do better in this third test. Yeah, let's hope so. And go the women overnight in the T20 World Cup final. Very best of luck. Thanks so much for listening over the last three hours. Enjoy your Sunday.
2: And enjoy your sport.